Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Ahí estaba, en el centro. Hoyo de gloria. Have you scanned your MVP card? Breakfast was three eggs, scrambled light with grits and extra crispy bacon. Clip, what's up? It's Brian. I know, Clip, but people are looking for you to sprinkle your magic fairy dust on this whole thing and make it all better. Let's get to that conversation now. Here is uh, that. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. What a lovely day in eastern North Carolina. As I look outside, the sun is shining. I see orange and red and green and yellow on the trees. Beautiful time of year. I think it's about to get colder though, right? Welcome in to the show. We are live on Pirate Radio, 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. You can watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. Be uh, interacting with the chat gang, Josh, Steve, and Pike already in. Come hang out. Have a good time with us here on this Thursday as we'll talk some hoops. We'll talk some football. And everything in between. Shirley Rhodes here. Chan. Chan. The big dog, Glenn Griffin, is around. And, uh, man, we sent Jenny to Bucket of Tone, like, earlier this week, right? She's gone. She's long gone. She's in uh, Florida uh, covering ECU and FAU. Eastern Carolina as FAU refers to us as. We'll get to that in a moment. Coming up on today's show, the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. I haven't really, I didn't said this on the air. Nadeau was so mad about East Carolina getting the backdoor cover on UTSA. He texted me and said, I, I, I need a week off from talking about ECU. I'm scared of what I'm going to say. I need a week off. And all I sent back to him was Ite, A-I-G-H-T. I figured he was just, you know, had to blow off some steam, whatever. But no, had not heard from him from that point until today when he said, what time are we talking? And I, so he is a man of his word. He just needed a week off. He couldn't take it for another week. I get it. Uh, but he will join us today. And we'll ask him about ECU-FAU. Jamie Reed will join us. Um, full disclosure, peel back the curtain. I recorded this interview earlier today. And it was a great interview. I told him, uh, hey, Jamie, let's go 10, 15 minutes. We ended up going over 20 minutes. Uh, he is, let me get make sure I have his uh, official title right. Uh, but, man, he has been in sports for a long, long time as a trainer and now as the Senior Director of Medical Operations for the Texas Rangers. But he's worked with Navy Athletics. He's worked with the O's, the Rays, and everything in between. He is an East Carolina alum. And we just had a great conversation about his days here at ECU, working his way up uh, through the ranks and culminating in a World Series championship for the Rangers. So uh, I think you'll really enjoy that conversation. We'll have that for you coming up at four o'clock marcus crandall ecu hall of famer joins us at five o'clock 
another former pirate camo kevin monroe will join us in the five o'clock hour as well in between all that we've got the fleet feet rundown a giveaway a buck scoreboard and more so a uh, big thursday edition of pirate radio live does he get a world series ring of course he gets a world series ring jamie jamie i got a question for you why do you have two twitter accounts answer that for me shirley rhodes chon how we doing chon doing good friday eve mm, baby friday as some yep. call it yep 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 do you hear about uh a former pirate the highest graded denver bronco defensive player oh can i take a guess this season yes uh let me ask player. a oh, hint can i take a guess is this he a season? shock yeah. he is the shock jaquan mcmillan all right i don't even have to say jaquan mcmillan now jaquan mcmillan jaquan mcmillan if i don't hit anything the rest of the show this will just play jaquan mcmillan he's a shark you'll never see a shark and a catfish in the same fish tank a shark always goes forward it never goes back it's like an alarm clock it's on replay it's like it's on a loop so i posted a uh every time i see a jaquan mcmillan post on twitter now i'm just gonna post a video of chandler saying jaquan mcmillan so that's all the video is. Jaquan And then it just replays from the start. Jaquan McMillan. All right, I'll cut it off now. Uh, but congratulations, Jaquan McMillan. Highest graded Broncos player this season, according to PFF, at an 82.1. Awesome. Great stuff. Uh, okay, Steve wants to play a lot of sound bites. Uh, Shirley just stepped away. So we're not going to do that right now. We'll do that when she gets back um all right here let me let me let me let me let me talk about what we got talk about it a little bit for sure in terms of <clears throat> coming up tonight seven o'clock are you leaving early today uh yes so at Menji's coliseum east carolina women taking on usc upstate wrong six o'clock did i say seven yes that's funny because i was about to say tip off is at seven but before i said that i or t- mm. i was gonna say tip off was at six because i knew that because you got to leave early for a big ceremony yes but anyway i screwed it up hey people screw up in fact for example me i do it all the time how do you how do you time. get over it how do you how do you come you back you just gotta keep moving forward how do like you, a shock you gotta move forward you never go backwards you gotta go forward that's my problem you gotta, you gotta be a shock you gotta go forward i'm like the humpback whale sometimes i i can go backwards side you to make side. a humpback whale sound uh so yeah come back well <laughs> he's a well he's, he's a well you'll never see a, a, a well and a barracuda in the same fish tank he's a never well. have never have come back so Tonight, six o'clock, ECU women versus USC Upstate Pirates, one and zero in the year. Mm-hmm. Clamp down season is here. They will be unveiling the AAC Championship banner, banner atop of Minji's Coliseum. First five hundred fans. First five hundred fans get a little mini replica, replica banner of that championship. 
and uh chan will be over there covering that for us getting some pictures video reaction and all the above so that is six o'clock Minji's coliseum women's home opener go pirates can't wait go park uh they're uh they're wanting fans to be in their seats by 5 40 get your butt in your seat by 5 40 i'm gonna be there by 5 20 head on over to Minji's. have us tuned in on the radio tuned in on the radio Team. when you cut your car off take your phone pull up youtube pirate radio tv watch the rest of the show as you're in Minji's. fair 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 coming up saturday we're with you 12 o'clock bud light pregame tailgate east carolina fau last i saw the line was uh, around seven and a half down from 11 i'll check it again in a moment uh we will be with you throughout that four hours now during that show ecu basketball will tip off two o'clock against the fighting camels of campbell we'll preview that one tomorrow on the show with chris haymeyer so we will be watching ecu hoops while we talk pirate football are you really gonna leave me behind and go to the game uh yeah if we have if we've got people here to cover i can go out there and get some content and do one more it's all about doing one more around here josh says the line of the football game is at seven do you uh, not want me to go here's the thing i want you to be happy but i also selfishly didn't like, i don't like that i'm here and you get to go you know what i'm saying well i mean i get it kind of a jealousy thing jealousy and i did ask would you like to really step up to the plate here and take over the pregame show and i will go to the basketball game i think that would be a nice passing of the torch moment you've you've sat in this chair and closed out pirate radio live you've sat in that chair ran the audio you've sat in that chair did the video you've never sat in the bud light pregame tailgate captain seat let me get my receipts out all right you have said multiple times that the bud light pregame tailgate is your favorite show here at pirate radio I can't let you do that. Did I really say that? Let's hold on just a second. Let me just check my receipt. Did I say it multiple times? Oh yeah, multiple times. Damn it. You got me. Gotcha. You got me. All right. I'll be here. You'll be there. We'll be watching the game here and getting you ready for a four o'clock East Carolina FAU kickoff. Then after the game, the US Sailor fifth quarter call in show will be taking your calls. Hell, we might take some uh some hoops fans calls. I think we'll get a few basketball calls on Saturday night. Why not? That'll be fun. Third half. We'll do that after the game coming up on Saturday. So that's where we are right now. Then volleyball's on the road. So, uh, yeah, a lot of ECU athletics going on. All right. Shirley. Yes, sir. Steve wants to hear some sound clips. Are you ready? Mm. Haven't done this in a while. Uno momento. Get warmed up. See if Shirley's. Got to make sure my pots are up. See if Shirley still got it. All right. After uh, all these years. Let me make sure I have the right page. Go for it. Clipper. Clipper. Go Gator. Go Gator. Burgly. I'm a former long snapper. I'm a former long snapper. Two little butt cheeks. It's two little butt I'd cheeks. Swinging dingers. Yeah. Swinging dingers. Got a little taco meat on my chest. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It was in the men's section. It was in the men's section. Here is uh, 
that. Oh, switch. Yeah. Here is uh, that. That. All right. All right. I want me some glory hole. Right. I, whoop, wrong one. Uh, I want me some glory hole. Ric Flair. Woo. Ric Flair. Uh, Woo. I want to shake his hair. I want to shake his hand. My guy. My guy. All right. What's up, my guy? Well done, Shirley. You're welcome. Thank you, Steve. Pike liked the stream. We appreciate that. Uh, Jamie says he doesn't really know why he has two Twitter accounts. All right. Uh, Steve said his mom's radiation started today. Prayers appreciated. All right, Steve, you will get those. No doubt. Um, Josh referenced a... Uh, did you hear about this? Do a little Jay Leno here. Did you hear about this story? Did you see? So a dentist office. Oh, <laughs> I saw this on your Twitter page <laughs> or X or whatever. X. Uh, let's see. Raleigh, North Carolina. A North Carolina orthodontist is giving some patients a free Glock 19 with their dental treatment as part of a promotion called Grins and Glocks. Uh, Dr. Jason Gladwell, owner of Gladwell Orthodontics, says the promotion has gotten a lot more attention than he thought it would. He said, quote, anytime you talk about firearms, it can be a polarizing subject, he said. Through the promotion, certain patients who sign up for Invisalign treatment have the choice between a free Glock, which retails for more than 500 bucks, and a membership at the Youngsville Gun Club and Range. Gladwell says the promotion was initially only sent to patients on the gun club's emails list, email list. Uh, so there you go. You can go get your teeth looking pretty and a free gun. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. Josh said, Clip, I'm headed to get my teeth straightened and my waist strapped. You want to ride along? I'll ride shotgun with you, buddy. I'll four five them kill a person on my song and really do it that's the true meaning of a ghost rider you know who said that Chandler? uh dmx no if he said it he would have been oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that was uh the game oh the game what game the game uh jamie says what sports news sources are you guys mainly using nowadays not yours Oh yes, I did. How did you do that? Oh yes. Why you gotta be like that? Uh, Jamie, I still click on ESPN.com. I mean, mostly I'm on Twitter, and I see links to stories that way. I mean, Twitter is my main source for everything now. X, X. But I still go to ESPN.com if I want a quick look at the scoreboard, at standings. Now, if I'm on my phone, uh, score app. But again, that's just for scores, standings, things like that. For news, I, I've never, I understand like the athletic is very good as far as covering sports, but I, I don't, I don't go there. Yeah, I'm whatever uh, is linked on X, pretty much. I got a question for you guys. Listening. So, I went to the closet today and was going through some tops and I was, tops some tops male blouses and i it was in the man's 
I thumbed, I was thumbing through and came to this shirt. And I was like, why don't I wear this shirt? This is an awesome shirt. And then I realized why. So I had moved many years ago to um, 3XL and uh, much more comfortable. I, I've lost a little weight recently, you know, not super noticeable, but I can tell when I put my paints on and in some of the shirts and coats I wear. So, and I've, I wear some double X shirts too, but it's not this fabric. This is a very thin, tight on your body, shows all your curves fabric. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to wear this shirt. So, Shirley Chandler, how do you feel about this double XL tight fitted shirt? How do you, what do you think? How does it look? Can you stand up right quick? Sure. Can you scan your MVP Can you card? scan your, your double X shirt? Let me get my pants up. Okay. Okay. All right. Turn to the side, please. Okay. okay. Backwards. Okay. Okay, Doug. Okay, you can Two sit back down. Cheeks. Uh, I like it. What about you, Cheryl? Hmm. <laughs> There's a word that comes to mind. Uh, sausage. <laughs> <laughs> little sausage casing action going on. Yeah, a little sausage casing action going on right there. No. Now, we'll say, I will say, you can tell that it is, it's not like like shrink wrap. Mm -hmm. It's it's got a little bit of, of, um, for lack of a better term, wiggle room. Mm. So, so it's not shrink wrap sausage, it's maybe loosely wrapped sausage. Okay does that help it does it does i mean i feel the same way what are you doing to lose weight um you know one thing i don't do that i did well one thing was i'm not drinking alcohol yeah that's but i try not to and i really well, sometimes i still do but like eat after dinner you know i don't eat anything after dinner I feel like that has helped me a lot. Yeah, I I know somebody that's lost a good amount of weight, and said that he said that biggest thing is that he cut out eating past like nine ten o'clock. Yeah, that's said, mainly uh, my my thing. And he cut out sodas and stuff like that. Nah, I still haven't done that. Pretty bad on that. I, well, I try not to overindulge, but I. I didn't have one on Tuesday, and Mully came in. He was like, what's wrong? You seem down. And, like, if I don't have my soda, I feel weird. That's bad. But yeah, that's the reality that's addiction. of it. addiction. <laughs> yes, I'm addicted. Yeah. I'm addicted! I, I'm I'm sorry to tell you. Yeah. And that would be $200. All right. Well, thank you all. For, hey, look, Shirley, thank you for your honesty. I appreciate it. I mean, you know, that's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. You know me. I don't pull any punches. I'm not going to sit here and blow sunshine up your rear. And I appreciate Thank that. Thank you for not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I want my rear free of all Smoke. sunshine. <laughs> Jerry's lost 60 pounds. No soda and no second helpings of food. Uh, I am a big meal portion guy. Jerry, I might try that one too, though. 
try not to have so much at dinner you know what i just did what'd you do i had mcdonald's i saw that and i saw what you did two bacon mcdoubles then i got a spicy mccrispy <laughs> good god you just take the bun off yeah and then it's just i noticed you had no bread yep you went i uh, go through phases of i was gonna no say bread. are you back on the keto diet again i'm trying to i'm trying to get back on it i did that during covid and lost about 60 pounds 60 70 pounds and i also walked four miles a day and then i stopped doing that and boy did it come back david said that shirt really shows off your moves i know it does jack said looks good buddy maybe he likes my moves thanks jack uh jamie says shirley said she thinks of sausage when she sees you that is true jamie said i've never heard a man say tops when talking about his shirt i know jamie that was kind of the joke you just kind of say something people aren't expecting and gets a little chuckle out of them i've never been to comedy school or anything but kind of a comedy 101 like a misdirection type thing say a word people aren't expecting it gets a little rise out of them you get it jamie get it do you get it jerry says i still can eat what i want just in moderation chad says thinking about shirley the past few days let's have a shirley appreciation day my favorite memories include conversations in the outfield of softball games and arguing about new kids on the block we've already started this show and we've already got guests lined up but i do like the idea of having a full shirley appreciation day on pirate radio live i'd say let's do that before the end of the year okay we can do that mine was fun shirley you're going to enjoy yours <laughs> okay no i'm serious oh I that's enjoyed, right I, we did have a channel I appreciation, day. appreciation i forgot day. that yeah yeah it took me a minute to figure <laughs> that out jamie Jamie said, with two bacon burgers and chicken sandwich, you might as well just eat the bread. I there, mean, it's not that big. <laughs> I agree, Jamie. That was the way, two bacon McDoubles and a chicken sandwich? They're, they're like that big. Okay. They're like that big. Hey, two is They're not like a quarter pounder. Sure, sure. A Royale with Even though that does sound good. Jerry says, drink lots of water, keeps you from getting hungry as much. Yeah, I know, but water's water sucks. I don't have a water, taste. Water, water sucks. I'm drinking it right now. I appreciate water. Now there is um this watermelon strawberry like powder stuff you can put in the water that tastes really really good. Yeah, I just I tend to burn through it, and then I'm like, oh crap, I've got to go. There's only one place you can get it. You can only get it at Walmart. Chris said, go look at the archives from last year, and you'll see you've lost more than a little bit of weight, Clip. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. You know what? I'm going to come in with an XL shirt on tomorrow. <laughs> and then on Saturday, I'm going to wear... Uh, sausage. I'm going to wear a large. <coughs> and then on Sunday, I'm going to wear a medium. A medium? And then on Monday, I'm coming in here with a small. <laughs> a small top, Jamie. Let's take a break. Good segment. What a segment. What a segment. <laughs> Jeff Nadeau joins us. You're really going to enjoy the interview with Jamie Reed at 4 o'clock. Senior medical... Senior director of medical operations with the Texas Rangers. 
and talked about a lot of athletes he's treated throughout the decades. Good stuff with Jamie Reed. We got the Cran Man, Marcus Crandall. We've got Kevin Monroe, the Bucks scoreboard. Still got some audio to get to from yesterday. Tom Herman talked about ECU. And FAU has multiple articles on their website calling us Eastern Carolina. We got to get to all that. And we will on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, Pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. (laughs) Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Happy to have Jeff Nadeau joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Because uh, he told me a couple weeks ago... He needed a break. He uh, he couldn't come on and talk about ECU anymore. He was so upset with that backdoor cover against UTSA. He said, uh, <laughs> "He said, don't have me on anymore. I may hurt your relationship with the team uh, at least next week." And I just said, "All right." And I didn't know if if, that, if Jeff just needed to blow off some steam, or whatever. Um, but I didn't hear back from him until today and he said hey what time are we going on i said hey let's go 325 330 he's like all right so jeff you are a man of your word a man of honor if you will you really just needed a week off hopefully you've calmed down a little bit but uh we are very pleased to have you on the show how you doing big man i'm doing great thank you for having me back clip <laughs> great to hear your voice man uh they do the pirates uh have somehow covered a couple in a row now uh, including against Tulane last week, and it is the same script every week. Now, the defense uh, had maybe their worst game of the year against UTSA. They bounced back in a big way Saturday against Tulane, but again, the offense lets them down. Offense runs 41 plays. Offense, I don't believe, got to 200 yards of offense against the Green Wave. Now they go to FAU, lined open at 11. It's down to 7. And I get it. I don't have a lot of confidence East Carolina will go down to Boca Raton and win, but I do think they'll be in the game because their defense keeps them in the game. So are you at this point just staying away from East Carolina? Or are you are you fading ECU? Uh, what do you think about ECU-FAU this Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I have to just because, like, I don't know. Like, I every game I watch of ECU, they, they struggle to get to 200 yards, and then I bet on them or against them, and they score 17 points in the first quarter. And it's like, it's just, 
I don't know. I don't want to say too much because, again, I, I shouldn't get emotional. But, like, I can count on, you know, they always say that if you've ever seen Rounders, um, Mike makes the point that most gamblers never remember the wins. They always remember the losses, though. And, you know, that's uh, th- that's how I feel with ECU. I'm just – I have no idea. I mean, you should move the ball against FAU, but, I mean, who knows with this team? Uh, real quick on the flip side of that, Jamie's got a question in the YouTube chat. Is there a team in college and pro that you feel confident, you know really well, and therefore always bets them well? Uh, and this can go – well, I'll let you answer, Nate do, but for me it's like I, I, if I – I do like to ride with a team that's hot or fade a team that's not, uh, but you really got to be like ahead of the curve. You got to know when to fold them, so to speak. So, how long will you ride a team like that? So, we'll say college basketball. If you're on a team early this year, will you just go with them every game until they let you down, or do you just you kind of pick your spots? Well, I think every game's relative. You know, you have to obviously. You know, those teams are always going to get really the benefit of the doubt, but you know, everything's different. You know, I, I think as a gambler, you can't be too uh, in love with a team, too down on a team. Um, then there's just teams that you just can't back and you just have to wait till next year. And, you know, there's situations that kind of run their course. So, for instance, in football, college football, generally, you know, I've always enjoyed betting on military schools, you know, particularly like Air Force, Army, teams like that. But you have to realize certain seasons that they're not particularly good. Um, in college basketball, it's finding the Power 5 opponents and, you're kind of attacking the bottom 10 in America, you know, just laying big numbers, things that year. So, no, I wouldn't say there's particular teams that I'll always bet on. I think the biggest mistake gamblers make is, you know, betting on their favorite team. And, and regardless of what the situation is, they bet on them every week. I mean, that, that's just a, a situation where you're just begging to, uh, you know, just throw money away. Jeffrey, do joining us. I did want to start with hoops today, kind of throughout the, the ECU football thing, and we'll circle back to football. But, Jeff, uh, early on, what teams uh, do you like this year? And, and again, it's it's all relative, like you said, matchups. But teams that you uh, you really think you will be back in this year, teams you got futures on. Uh, who are your, your, your some of your teams to watch this season? Uh, well, I think the best team in the country is Houston. Uh, I I think I'd put them really above any team. Um, you know, Houston is a group culture wise that's always fantastic. Uh, we know that Kelvin's built something down there. You look at defensively. I mean. They're going to be absolutely elite, always on that end. You look at the last several years, I mean, they're constantly a top 10 defensive efficiency team. I mean, you look at since really 2019, that was the last time they weren't top 10, and that year they were 11th in defensive efficiency. So, I mean, this team's always top 10 defensive efficiency, but when you look at this year, this is the best offensive team I can remember at Houston. Um, They had, you know, LJ Cryer, who was one of the top uh, transfer uh, players out of uh, Baylor. You know, they bring in a Damian Dunn, who was terrific at Temple, just a pure scorer, a guy that can really shoot the ball. And they have a bunch of kids that were already there that are going to make a make a big dent. This is the best team in the country. This is the best roster in the country. They're deep. Um, they don't make a lot of stupid mistakes. They're a great rebounding team. They turn you over and don't turn it over. Um, they're just elite. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Nadeau, I saw you tweet last week about ECU basketball and how uh, you like Coach Schwartz and, and what he's got this year. I couldn't find a line for Monday. I put out a mythical line of 28, and they won by 30. So uh, they covered my mythical line. Uh, they got Campbell coming up this Saturday. Unfortunately, part of your tweet talked about Cam Hayes 
and I don't think we're going to see him this year unless we get some kind of in-season ruling like uh, Tez Walker did with North Carolina football. Uh, so they might be without Cam Hayes the entire year, which is a big hit. But uh, Pirates have a ton coming back with Brandon Johnson, R.J. Felton, Ezra Ozar, uh, bring in Pettiford. Uh, and, and again, just in an era of transfers and all that, East Carolina, ton of retention from last year where they showed a few signs in year one of Mike Schwartz. So uh, you can speak on the Pirates, but how about the American, outside of the obvious, FAU and, and Memphis, uh, who who do you like this year in the AAC? Who are some teams to watch in your opinion? Well, I think this is a continued joke of, of you know these transfer rules. You, you let 25% of the, the nation's players transfer, yet certain players can't get eligible. It's stupid. I mean, it makes no sense. I guess you just assume nowadays that every kid's going to be available yeah. ready to play. But, uh, unfortunately, that's not what, what we have this year. Um, I mean, as far as this conference, you know, to be fair, I, I'm not sure that there's anyone I'd consider backing. I mean, North Texas is interesting with uh, with their new coach, Ross Hodge. Obviously, Grant McCasson moves over to uh, Texas Tech. I mean, they're always going to be an elite defensive team. Um, SMU on a Rob Lanier. He comes over from Georgia State. Um, you know, I feel like they're pretty deep. They've got some decent guard play. Um, but outside of that, I, there's not much I like here. I think the gulf between even FAU and, and, and Memphis is quite uh, large. I, I think a team that I'd probably say would be number three would maybe um, maybe Wichita under uh, Paul Mills. He was the coach over at Oral Roberts. Um, you know, they always have some good offensive teams there at Oral Roberts. He kind of brings that over here. But, yeah, I mean, outside of this conference, I mean, outside of the two, I, I don't really have much interest in anyone. Jeff Nadeau joining us. We've already got a line for the showdown on Friday night, Arizona at Duke. I remember in, in previous years uh, talking to you, Jeff, you're not a huge fan of the neutral side tournaments and all that. You like home court games. Uh, you get one here uh, in Cameron Indoor, and Duke is a five-and-a-half point favorite at home Friday night against Arizona. So any uh, – I know you're an off-the-beaten-path guy. You're going to pick your spots, but any any take on Arizona-Duke for Friday night? Yeah, I, I, I love – Arizona here. I had this number three. I, I'm surprised that it's up above four. That's crazy to me. Um, you know, I, I think Arizona is a team that, that I finally have interest in betting on. You know, I'm not a big uh, Kirk Creasa guy, and I, I was really not interested in playing them last year because of it. You know, I felt like Caleb Love. I mean, this is kind of a great situation for him, you know, coming in. Uh, Arizona is a team that I, I like in the non-conference. They generally pu- uh, punish opponents. They've got a bunch of really good European players. And, you know, this is the difference when you get a guy like Rob uh, or um, Tommy Lloyd. He's a great recruiter. He was the king of recruiting when he was at Gonzaga. He was the guy that was getting them the Sabonises, the Hachimuras. Um, you know, he's an elite recruiter. And, you know, you add Caleb Love, you add uh, Keyshawn Johnson, who was at uh, San Diego State. I mean, th- that's a that's an embarrassment of riches out there for, for Tommy. I think that's surely – the best team on the West Coast. I'm surprised this number is over two baskets, basically. Well, I guess essentially it's not, but you know, you know what I'm saying. It's up over four. I think Arizona can surely go in and win this game. I, I like Arizona. Uh, another team in the Pac-12, Jeff. I had a lot of time, uh, a lot of fun tailing uh, USC a couple years ago in the tournament. Uh, rode with them some last year. Didn't have as much success, but I uh, liked them the other night against K-State, and, and so I watched that game, and they are... 
um uh, they put a little too much sauce on it a few too many behind the backs and things like that but they are really fun to watch get out in transition can throw it down uh got some big offensive weapons can move like they are they're pretty fun to watch do do they have any you know stay in power in the pac-12 or even nationally this year what's your take on uh the trojans yeah, they're very interesting, obviously. I mean, the, the big, obviously, news of them, you know, is obviously that LeBron James Jr. is there. We're not going to see him play, though. Um, you know, you look at Collier. I mean, he was, I would say he's probably the second best player in this class uh, in, in this uh, grouping. I mean, he's uh, he's elite. Yeah. We saw game one. Um, I look at tonight. I mean, I, I don't know how Bakersfield score. I, I, I kind of wondered that myself. Uh, this number's come down a little bit. But, yeah, I, I think USC as a whole is really interesting. I like Boogie Ellis there. He doesn't have to be the main guy. Um, obviously, DJ Rodman there as well. Uh, you know, he's obviously an interesting name. Um, I, I like USC. They're, they're finally starting to get some of these big play recruits. It's almost a shame that LeBron James Jr. isn't going to play um, just because uh, it would be kind of interesting. That said, he wouldn't even close be close to being the best player on this team. Um, the best LeBron, the best LeBron kid is, is the Bryce. He, he's going to be an elite player, but um, but yeah, I, I like USC as well. That's a good conference as usual out there. Jeff Nadeau joining us while we got you here, Jeff. Uh, let's switch gears to football real quick. Uh, anything you like uh, tonight, Friday or Saturday that you got your eye on in college football? Yeah, I'll stick to the AAC. Temple, South Florida over. Um, Temple had the return of uh, our friend EJ Warner. Threw for over yeah. 20 yards, four touchdowns against Navy, put up 32 points in that game. Um, South Florida is right now, over the last four games, I think this is the worst defense in America. This team is lost on the defensive end, and they actually have a pretty good quarterback, Byron Brown. Uh, I don't see where the stops come from in this game. Uh, this game, to me, was first uh, 40 wins. I've been picking on South Florida recently. Uh, they just can't get any stops. That game coming up on Saturday at noon down in Tampa. And, boy, that, that is in the high 60s right now uh, with those two teams. Uh, do anything on Sunday. Man, we looked at the slate. Not a great NFL slate this week, but hopefully it'll lead to some some fun games anyway. But I guess biggest game is Niners, Jags, maybe Lions, Chargers. Uh, anything uh, catch your eye? Your Eagles got a bye coming up. Anything you're interested in in the NFL? I'm sure we won't see the effects of it this year, but the truth of the matter is, this is a bad product. Yeah, so it used to be great. Um, it just, I mean, it, the fantasy stuff sucks due to the quarterback play. The quarterback play is just really caught up, and it's just not good. Yeah, look around the clip. There are more bad quarterbacks than good. Oh, we've talked about that, man. We've got, and I feel like I know quite a bit about sports. I. I there's a lot of these guys I've I've never heard of or have barely heard of that are starting NFL games this week. Yeah, it's Landmine City. My advice would be to just kind of stick with the teams that uh, you know. Th- there's very few that I'd be willing to bet on. You know, obviously, want to stick to you know teams like the Ravens, the Bengals. You know, 49ers, Jags is a good one. Um, but yeah, I, you know, for me, I, I got to tell you, Clip. Even the Eagles. Like, I, a friend of mine called me that night and said, "What do you think?" You know, I had it on the background, but I just don't care that much. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I, I find a spot or two that I like to bet on it, but. Uh, for me, it's it's just not very interesting. It's hard to keep track of. Most of these teams are just dreadful. Uh, it's bad football. 
They do. Great to hear from you, man. We'll uh, talk more college hoops and football next week. We'll see if we can track you down Saturday. We'll be on the air from noon to four on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Maybe dive into some more college football if we can get you on on Saturday. Sounds good. Thank you, man. There is the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, sit-down podcast. And, man, we're talking about all this football. It's 344. Haven't even mentioned, and this is sad. This is this is sad for me. Chandler, I don't want you to turn into me. I want you to see the way I am, see the things I do, and use it as a what not to do and what not to turn into. And Chandler comes in today, no Keekly jersey, no hat. We haven't even talked about it off the air all day. We haven't said one word about the Panthers playing tonight. And that is sad. But is that where we're at? Is that really where we're at? Excitement level zero? That uh, that loss last week really punched me in the gut. That was the and one? I'm still searching for air. Yeah. Even Ellerby, I said something to him. I was talking to him and Bram Anderson outside earlier. And I said, well, I hope the Panthers can win tonight. He said, they, they play tonight? I said, yes, unfortunately. <laughs> but, yeah. It's, Bram might have it on one of the TVs. I hope so. But right. will, the, will the sound be on? Nah. Nah, they'll have, like, uh, Cal State Bakerfield basketball <laughs> on the sound. No, of course they'll have the Panthers on. But that's where we are. I mean, that is – it's a, it's a sad state of affairs. I mean, and it's – also, does it help that we're playing the Bears, who are also sure. just as bad? Help the Bears, not you know, worse. But yeah, I don't. I, I know. But I, I'm going to be. Uh, I'm going to be watching the game tonight. I'm going to have my Keeley jersey on, and um, so I know it's just. And I, I, in fact, I remember watching. Uh, was it last week? It was the Steelers. Well, the Steelers Thursday night game last week. Titans, Steelers and Titans, and I remember watching it with my roommate who's a Steelers fan and they showed the um, promotion for next week's mm-hmm. Thursday night game and I said oh crap we play next Thursday night I didn't even know that we had were playing uh, tonight this time last week I'll so. tell you who's not going to be into it and you're going to be able to hear it in his voice is Al Michaels he's yeah. going to say why am I why am why I, am I calling this game he'll look at his bank account and, and find the reason but Man, to drag out Michaels. What is this in Chicago? Probably cold there. Yeah. Mm. Get to hear uh, Kurt Herbstreit break down my quarterback yeah. and Bryce Young. Well, good luck. I tried last week, man. I, I really tried to pull the Panthers through with you, and uh, I'm not going to do that again. All right. That's fine. That's your choice, and I respect that. Great respect to you. Um, so I, I do appreciate you at least trying last week. When we return, a ton of disrespect going East Carolina's way from FAU. We'll tell you about that. And wrap up our number one coming up hour two, my conversation with Jamie Reed, East Carolina alum, Senior Director of Medical Operations for the World Champion Texas Rangers. He's been with the O's. He's been with the Rays, Navy Athletics, and uh, great conversation with Jamie coming up. We got our Fleet Feet Rundown. We got Marcus Crandall, Kevin Monroe, a giveaway. All of that and more on the way on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go to IT expert since 2006 and are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live, hour number one. We'll wrap up this hour. So, uh, saw this earlier today. Let's see if it's still uh, still up there. FAU Athletics, fausports.com. We'll go check out some of their articles. Owls open the season with a win in the Barstool Invitational. You got that? Florida Atlantic women about to open up the season. Um, this is two remaining home games. Vote for Wester. Now look at the story. There are two home games remaining. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, LaJonte Wester, Bolitnikov, Hornig Award candidate will lead the Florida Atlantic University Owls when they play host to Eastern Carolina University. That was put up November 8th. We got a story about, looks like women's, uh, some kind of recruiting. We've got track and field. Uh, Dusty May is going to be on a podcast. And then we go to the, the 7th of November. Owls, attention, turns to ECU two home games remaining on the 2023 schedule florida Atlantic university football's eyes turn to eastern carolina university and preparation for the pirates and this saturday's 4 p.m contest so boom they are going all in to eastern carolina universities on the uh the pages of fausports.com ton of disrespect talk about a double whammy or should I say, double yammy? Mm. When I saw this this morning, what I, what, I really, what I really wanted to do was prank call their SID. But like... Should I, he be fired? I looked like up. Like Malcolm Gray? Yeah. FAU's Malcolm Gray should be fired. Can you play that call real quick, Shirley? Which one? Malcolm Gray. But pretend we're saying the name of FAU's sports information guy. All right, hold on. I'm holding. I got nothing but time. This is what I'm saying. This is not NIL. This is malpractice. Malcolm Gray, where are you? I should have gone trick-or-treating and rung your doorbell so you could hear me. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Why did he blame Malcolm? I don't. I don't understand the Malcolm reference. Cut it! Cut it! Cut it! He should have went to his house on on Halloween night to tell him that it's East Carolina, not Eastern Carolina. East Carolina. How simple is that? Welcome to the AAC FAU. This is not their first time playing us and being in a conference with us. Well, yeah, but this is some like probably kid 
pumping out these meaningless articles that nobody reads on FAUsports.com that doesn't know what East Carolina is. And Jerry says, called, and, and Josh, called them FIU. Uh, Robert says, FUA. I just get it right. Well, I, I wanted to do a, like a prank call, but I did look it up. Florida is a two-party consent state where both parties have to be aware they're being recorded. So, like, I didn't want to get, like, LRB in trouble or something. But, man, I had some good that's ideas. Good research. <laughs> I know. That's I did the really, research. That's really good research. I, I Googled that up today. <laughs> that, that amazes me that you did that. Because if it said, like, only one side of the party needed to know they were being recorded, it would have inclined me more to do it. Mike P says, call them Florida Appalachian University why Todd says will the pirates keep the receipts exactly I think I know what you're saying Todd hey let's 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 do let's beat them if they call us Eastern Carolina and then go out there and kick our ass Saturday I mean what can we say nothing like we can say hey your idiot intern or whoever wrote that story on fausports.com is a moron but we're one in nine yeah hey let's go win the game and then all of our social media people can put out eastern carolina like jokes about that and make fun of florida atlantic's name and it'll be fun we'll have fun we'll have a good old time it'll just be a good old time but if we lose like i don't know i don't i love junk talking but when like i can't say much about another team because of the commanders in the nfl you know i can't it's not fun when you don't have anything to tout you know what i'm saying i need something to be excited about on my end to talk junk about your team and right now east carolina is at the bottom of the barrel in the american because temple has a win so east carolina's zero and five every other team in the american has a win at this point even lowly tulsa charlotte has two wins biff has two freaking wins we have zero we have zero wins over an fps teams fps teams this year what was the preseason poll did they have charlotte last they picked the last. They picked the last. Yeah, they picked Biff last, and they should have picked Biff last. And look at us now. We're at the bottom. We are at the bottom. We're at the bottom looking up at Biff. Only one team has scored less points this year than East Carolina in the American, and that is Charlotte. It's Biff. Biff in five conference games has put up a total of 75 points. East Carolina in five conference games has put up a total of 71 points. (laughs) We have less points than Charlotte. And and yeah, we saw them play here. Without a gift, we we wouldn't score a touchdown. So I don't like the Eastern Carolina stuff, but let's do something about it. Let's go. Let's win a football. Keep your game. receipts. I know usually they say, "Hey, do you want your receipt back?" And you just say, "No." Like I'm good. Just email keep, it just, to me. Just keep your receipt. Charlie says Eastern Carolina has a chance to go one and zero. That's a positive spin on it. 
Jack says Florida Pacific. FPU. It's kind of funny. I was going to tell them on that prank call that if they did not fix it, I was going to go to Alfred Morris's Wikipedia page and change every FAU to FAPU. That's what I was going to do. Do you know how to get into Wikipedia, Chon? No, but I know somebody that does. Do me a favor. Can you contact that guy? You have his number, too. He listens to this show. Okay, well, you can do it. Tell them to go Cause to... Because I, I can't remember what he did. Uh, Are you talking about Steve? Yeah. Hey, Steve, if you're out there. And I know you're a fellow Alfred Morse fan just like me. And I'm sorry this has to come down on Alfred Morse. Could you do me a favor and go to his Wikipedia page? And this is the way he's just going to get some uh, some stray bullets on this. Because, like, he doesn't deserve this. He's like, man, who keeps saying F-A-Poo? Who keeps saying F-A-Poo, man? I don't deserve this, man. What the hell's going on around here, man? Why is they, why are they saying F-A-Poo in my Wikipedia, man? The first sentence of Alfred Bruce Morris's Wikipedia page, he's an American professional football running back. He played college football at Florida Atlantic. If you could do me a solid and change that to F-A-Poo, I would appreciate it. Because we're fighting back. We're not taking this. You know what? We're not laying down. We're fighting back. Show me a F.A. Poo. Screenshot it. And I appreciate it in advance. Let's take a break. When we return, this is the great thing about this show. We can talk about F.A. Poo. And then we can class it up with a great interview. Jamie Reed, former part ECU alum, senior director of medical operations with the Texas Rangers was a head athletic trainer for years with the Navy athletics programs, with the O's, with the Rays. And he's been with the Rangers now for 21 years. And he's got some great stories. We'll get to know his uh, upbringing, how he made it to ECU, some of his favorite players he's worked with along the way, and more. That is on the way. Pirate Radio Live, Hour 2. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Hour 2, Pirate Radio Live. Still to come, ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall will join us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Kevin Monroe will do the same. We'll have our Fleet Feet Rundown coming your way. We'll make you a winner and uh, have more for you on the show. And right now, got a, a great interview for you. Jamie Reed is an ECU alum. He is the Senior Director of Medical Operations. Uh, he has been with the Rangers for 21 years and been uh, involved in athletic training 
for four decades now and uh he joins us on the pirate radio live line and jamie it is great to have you on the show we appreciate your time how are you doing today i'm doing great obviously and uh, i appreciate you having me on the station yes sir absolutely and uh jamie a lot to talk about with you but but let's kind of start at the beginning um your, your days at east carolina and even before uh those days where are you from uh, originally and and how did you end up at ecu I, uh, I grew up in Annapolis, Maryland, and um, actually my wife did too. We met in high school in Annapolis at St. Mary's High School, and um, I always loved sports. I always loved medicine and the sciences, and uh, a really good friend of mine in high school, his dad was the head athletic trainer at the United States Naval Academy, uh, Red Romo, and he was actually there for 41 years. And, you know, when I realized uh, sports weren't going to play out for this five foot ten guy, uh, <laughs> I kind of leaned back. On the uh, on the science side of it, and got to know uh, Red Romo a bit, and really, really is intrigued by working with athletes, helping athletes, being around athletes, and so I decided to choose that uh, career path. And back then, that was obviously way before internet and web spaces and all those other things. So I had to you know, do some digging on athletic training courses and. East Carolina had one of the best programs, if not the best program, on the East Coast. And I had family in Raleigh. My sister and brother-in-law were there. So it kind of made sense. So uh, I went down to East Carolina in 1979 and uh just enjoyed every second of it that's awesome talking to jamie reed jamie i ask everyone i talk to from the the dmv area their football rooting interest uh throughout their life i'm a a long you know suffering uh washington redskins commanders fan i i kind of remember the glory days but i was too young to to really appreciate it so were you a what baltimore colts were you a washington fan what's your what was your football rooting interest living there uh, Annapolis is amazing. It's about a half an hour from either one, and it's very divided. And my dad was very much a Baltimore guy. So uh, our family room would go from blue and white Baltimore Colts colors to orange and black uh, <laughs> Baltimore Oriole colors uh, every spring training and then again uh, you know, right in the fall. So my wife actually was, uh, you know, lived five miles away and was a diehard Redskin fan. All right. I used, to, I used to torture them and go over to the Redskins. Sorry about this. Um, when they played the Cowboys, and who knew that I would end up in Dallas, or my wife and I would end up in Dallas. <laughs> I'd be a Cowboys fan twice a year. Um, but those Redskin teams, man, they were unbelievable. The Hogs up, up front just kind of domineering the, the, the offensive line, the defensive line. And those were great days, but you're right, it's been a while for you, Redskin slash Commander fans. Yeah, and then speaking of Washington, and uh, the timeline might be around the same time, but were you uh, in school? Uh, we're good friends here with touchdown Tony Collins, Anthony Collins, who went on and uh, was a great uh, player for the Patriots. And, of course, Ernest Biner won a Super Bowl with Washington. Uh, were you in school around that era, uh, late 70s there? I take uh, Ernie Biner's ankles quite a bit. Wow. She crossed paths. Um, but I was with, I think, with the Orioles. And we were in Cleveland, and he came out to a game, and I went over and said hello. So that was that was really a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah, got to it. There was another, uh, Ruffin, I actually taped his ankles, too. And <laughs> when we moved to Dallas, uh, my kids all went to Texas Tech. So he was out there coaching. Um, and we reconnected out there, and we stayed in touch for several years. And 
I'm a huge fan of Ruff. That's awesome. Uh, just uh, great players, obviously, but, but great people. Got to know Ruff uh, quite well and a big fan of Coach Ruff and then got to meet Ernest Bonner and hold his Super Bowl ring, uh, Jamie. So uh, that was a great moment in my life as a Washington fan, but he was a uh, certainly a gentleman as well. Talking to Jamie Reed, and Jamie, you mentioned uh, Annapolis, and uh, you uh, actually worked uh, and was a trainer for the Naval Academy, their football and basketball teams as well. Uh, let's see, that was uh, shortly after your time at ECU, right? It was. I had that connection at the Naval Academy with Red Romo, and uh, I was hired right out of school, right out of East Carolina, to uh, go to work for the Baltimore Orioles in the minor leagues. And minor leagues end September 1st, and spring training doesn't start until mid-February. So Red would hire me, and I worked uh, Navy football and Navy basketball for, for four years, four off-seasons, and it was not only a fantastic place to work and just a beautiful campus, but just amazing people. And my uh, who went on to play with the Raiders for a long time, and uh, David Robinson I had as a freshman. I called Cleves at the Naval Academy, and I got to know David when he was 6'5", <laughs> and uh, all the way through his senior year, and we're, we still stay in touch. So it was a great time to be at the Naval Academy. That's awesome. I hear a lot of folks talking about the Admiral uh, playing against East Carolina back in those days in hoops. Uh, talking to uh, Jamie Reed. So, uh, Jamie, I guess we can we'll, we'll fast forward to where you are today. And, and how about titles, director of medical operations, as opposed to head athletic trainer? So, you know, this might be too long of a question for you to answer. But what are the the duties of a senior director of medical operations for a major league baseball team? So I was I was an athletic trainer for many years in the major leagues. Um, I was assistant athletic trainer with the Baltimore Orioles for seven years, which was a great time. Um, you know, working for my favorite childhood team, uh, opening up Camden Yards. I worked there for five years, and every game was sold out. So that was a special time. And then I uh, got the head athletic trainer job with the expansion Tampa Bay Rays in '97. I was down there six years, but. Um, John Hart, he and I had started together in Bluefield, West Virginia, 1982 summer, and he went on to become an unbelievable general manager with the Cleveland Indians. They won the Central American League Central West, I think, 12 years in a row or 13 years in a row. When he went to Texas as a general manager with the Rangers, he asked me to come aboard. And, you know, in baseball, it's kind of hard to make a lateral position, so he added the title of director of sports medicine and head athletic trainer, and I was the athletic trainer with the Rangers for 12 years, but... At that point, quite honestly, I was probably, you know, 33, 34 years into a career, 34 years maybe even into a career. Uh, my wife, Jean, and I had three kids who had gotten married. We started to have grandkids, and I was still spending five months a year not at home in my own bed. Yeah. And it was just it was time to make a lifestyle adjustment. And after we went to the World Series in 10 and 11 with the Rangers, John Daniels was my general manager, and he said, well, let's create something where you still have an impact on the medical program, but you're home a lot more. So hence the title, Senior Director of Medical Operations, was, was born, and I traveled a lot less. I was a but it also allowed me to do global things, too. And while I still had an impact with the major league club and some of the minor league clubs, I, I got to you know be in on the design of our Kinston clubhouse. And then 2017, I was heavily involved in the design of uh, basically the basement of our new stadium, Globe Life Field. Um, just so it was, a, you know, it was a, the most user-friendly, comfortable facility for our players and staff. So I got to take my medical experience 
and my traveling experience and roll it into a more, you know, international, not international, but more of a impactful area that was just not kind of dovetailed into being with a major league club. And I really, really enjoyed that process. So that's, that's the title now. Yeah, that's awesome. Jamie Reed, director, senior director of medical operations for the Texas Rangers, the World Series champions joining us. A couple of a quick questions. First of all, you, you've referenced the Orioles quite a bit. Um, what was the feeling like uh, knocking them out this year so quickly? You know, it's interesting because uh, my first, the first two teams in the playoffs this year were the Tampa Bay Rays, who I worked for for six years, and the Baltimore Orioles for 15 years I worked. And uh, we beat those guys out. Matter of fact, we didn't lose a game to either one of those two teams during the first two rounds of the series. And, you know, you take a certain level of satisfaction beating your old teams, which is probably petty, most people think. But, you know, it, 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 it is the way it is. And, um, and then to be able quite honestly, to go into Houston and beat those guys. I think we had 28 other Major League teams pulling for us because uh, if you follow sports, you follow baseball, you know the whole the, the drama that, that uh, honestly Houston has put on our industry and uh, what they've been accused of. And so I think everybody enjoyed seeing them lose. So yeah. it, was, it was fun. We, we uh, it, Somebody came up with it. I'm not sure where, but um, we didn't lose the game. We went 11-0 on the road in the um, in the postseason, which has never happened before. And we uh, we beat the Rays, the Orioles, the Astros, and then the Diamondbacks. And if you take the first letter, that spells road. So kind of nicely summed huh. up our 23 postseason. I like it when uh, things come together like that. Uh, talking to Jamie Reed today. Jamie, uh, you mentioned your time uh, and you've been there with the Rangers, their previous World Series stops. I'm a Braves fan, so I was uh, a little upset but also happy that Ron Washington uh, is going to get another managerial job. Uh, how close are you you know, to the managers? Did you have, did you have a relationship with Ron? What about with, with Bruce Bochy? And you know, how much dialogue is there between what you do and, and the managers? Yeah, for, for Warsh specifically, he was actually a shortstop with me in AAA Rochester, New York with the <laughs> Orioles um, back in 1987, and then he went to the big leagues. And so we knew each other. We loosely stayed in touch. But uh, when, when he came after Buck Showalter to the Rangers, he completely changed the culture, and it was empowering players to take charge of the clubhouse, take charge of the field, um, and police yourself a little bit. And he's without a doubt – one of, if not the best infield instructor uh, in, in the game and probably in the world. And I'm sure you watch your Atlanta Braves infield defense just top-notch yeah. the last several years he's been there with us. He did the same thing with us. He's got an unbelievable, infectious personality, and it's just absolutely addicted to the game of baseball. Uh, comes with an energy. And I actually, uh, I'm on the road right now, but this morning when I got up and I was looking at my phone, read about him getting the job. I didn't realize he was 71 because he has the energy of about a 41-year-old man. He's just, he's just so awesome. and I'm so happy for him, and I'm so happy that he joined a team in our division, so I'll get to see him that much more. Really, really special guy. And you mentioned Boach. You know, in, it, it, literally, when you start spring training until the end of the season, it's, it's essentially eight months, and I see the staff more than I, quite honestly, I see my wife and kids and grandkids at this point. So, yeah, you're intimately involved with every staff manor, uh, manager and member. And uh, Boach is something really, really special. It's not a coincidence that he's won four World Series. He just he brings this experience. He brings absolutely no ego, which is amazing when you work at the level of sports that I work at. 
So I'm excited for both of those guys, and I'm thrilled to be a bit part of their careers along the way. Talking to Jamie Reed. Jamie, who's the guy that has to tell Bochi that – Adolis Garcia can't go in Game Four, and what are those chats like? Are you? Do you have to be the bearer of the bad news uh, in your career in the past? Certainly, when I was an athletic trainer doing day to day, I delivered that news a lot. And you know, it's amazing. You, you you put in twelve hour days, which is pretty common in Major League Baseball. But the good thing is, that it's only seven days a week. Um, but you put in those hours, and yet at the end of the night, three things determine whether it was a good day, and that's our score the visiting team score, the opponent's score, and my injury report. So, unfortunately, I've had to deliver some rough news along the way. And, um, you know, you just chart out a course. Everybody knows that injury is, unfortunately, a big part of the game. And we're always learning. I took a lot of what I learned in East Carolina. And, quite honestly, I, I have to continue to learn and evolve with medicine and with health and prevention and all those other important things I learned at ECU. But, yeah, I've, I've delivered a lot of bad news in my, in my career. No doubt. And, and Jamie, you kind of touched on it there, uh, evolving and, and keeping up with the times and, and the science and, and also, you know, what you learned uh, at your time at East Carolina. So what are the, the biggest changes in the role of an athletic trainer and, and these training staffs, these team doctors over the years? What, you know, what, what, what stayed the same over time? And, and what are some of the biggest changes uh, that you encountered? I think the things that stay the same is, is your character and your honesty needs to play every day. And when you're, you walk into a baseball clubhouse every day for eight months, the best thing you can be is consistent. And I think I was always consistent. I always tell our young players and, and staff members that that's the best quality you can be. Just be the same guy every day so that people don't have to adjust daily to you. Um, so that's, that's helped. And, you know, I, I think I learned that at East Carolina. But, you know, what's changed – Almost everything has changed. Right. The game has obviously changed with time clocks and DHs and everything else. But when I started my career in 1982 with the Orioles, we didn't have laptop computers or any kind of computers. We didn't have MRI or CT scans. We hardly understood rehab to the level we do now. So it's constantly adapting, constantly changing. And I owe it to my players, and I owe it to the, uh, to the organization to stay on top of it as best I can. Jamie Reed joining us. Uh, Jamie, a couple more for you, and we'll let you go. We appreciate your time here today, and I am uh, fascinated uh, by this interview and, and the relationships and, and you know, the, the things you've done over your years. And, and while, while I got you here, who are some of your uh, all-time favorite players, whether it be what they did on the field or what they did interacting with you as people? Uh, who, who do you look at as some of your favorites you've come across? Well, it's, it's easy to work. 15 years of the Orioles and say Cal Ripken had no. impact on me like probably no one else because, you know, he was, he, he was mortal and he came in with head colds and stomach aches and, you know, the flu bug and all those things. But his attitude and his approach was, I'm going to play. Can you guys do anything to help me feel a little better? So he was hugely impactful. Rick Sutcliffe, who had a great career with the Cubs and the Indians, the Dodgers, um, he opened Camden Yards for us in 92 and 93, and, and Sut is just has the biggest heart of any player I was ever with. And we, I actually talked to him yesterday. He was one of those guys who was all about the literal guy, all about the support staff. And, you know, whether that was the guy who ran the clubhouses or the athletic trainers, the strength coaches, he was all about those guys because he recognized that with the behind, without the behind-the-scene guys, you know, the, the train didn't keep running. And I love that guy for Phil Bradley was 
huge impact. I got to spend you know five years with uh, Wade Boggs down in Tampa Bay, and Boggs he was a very unique guy. But man, you talk about the model of consistency and work ethic. He was awesome. And then you know, I've had some great ones in Texas with um, Michael Young earlier in my career, and then uh, Adrian Beltre, who was the best third baseman I was ever around. And again, just stood up for what was right and would acknowledge and address what was wrong. And he was just a really, really special player. And then, you know, to finish my career with guys like Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon and honestly one of the biggest hearted, toughest competitive starting pitchers I've ever met, Nate Eovaldi, this offseason went 5-0. and So I've been really blessed to be around a lot of really, really special game, uh, players in a game I absolutely adore. So it's been an amazing run. And, you know, I'd like to talk about, if I can, just for a moment, um, there are people who had a huge impact on me at East Carolina. Sure. And the, the, the number one was uh, Liz White, who I think is the mayor now of is it Oak Island or Oak Beach down by Wilmington. And she was the head, head uh, women's athletic trainer when I was at East Carolina. It took me under her wing and gave me experiences and taught me subtly and then sometimes firmly. And she was great. She really developed my career. And then I had two roommates my last couple of years there. Uh, with two guys who were also sport, uh, student athletic trainers at the time, Mike Hanley, who's still at East Carolina, yeah. um, and it's a huge impact on my career. And we we still talk um, as often as we can. And you know, when we have a minor league club in Kinston, if I were going to Kinston and address some things, I try to come up to Greenville and have lunch with Mike. And then Tony Sutton. Um, Tony went from East Carolina University of Florida, and then he was at Notre Dame for a long time, and then wanted to get back to North Carolina, so he's at NC State right now. But three really impactful East Carolina Pirates that I, I venture to say I probably would not have had the same career without those three. That is fantastic. Talking to Jamie Reed, Senior Director of Medical Operations for the Texas Rangers. Uh, one more ECU question and one more thing on Cal. Uh, just putting, you mentioned in Cal Ripken and putting those years together. Jamie, you were there uh, when he eclipsed the record for most consecutive games played, right? So you had to take uh, at least uh, a little bit of pride in that, right? You were the one, one of the people helping him stay on the field for all those games. Yeah, he, um, I took a ton of pride in it and, um, but he was really, like I said, because of his attitude of I'm going to play, what can you do to help me feel better, uh, was actually really easy to to, uh, to work with and yeah. take care of because he was going to play, and that was great. And, you know, I heard, uh, I think it was Chris Berman said uh, from ESPN, he said it's, it's one of the few times you will go to a sporting event and you already know what's going to happen. You already know that a record's <laughs> going to get broken. And that countdown where they're putting the numbers up on the warehouse at Camden Yards was really, really special. And, um, you know, I, I, we, we all, athletic trainers and all staff members, get six tickets to a game. People started calling for those tickets a year in advance. And, um, you know, those were ones that kind of put the rat hole. And I wasn't going to let just anybody go to those games. My folks went, and obviously my wife and um, my kids. But, wow. Uh, that was really, really, really special time in my career. Yeah, I remember, uh, I guess I, I knew how big that was even as a 13 or 14-year-old because I have it on uh, VHS somewhere at my parents' house, so if I could still find it. I remember recording that game uh, with the magnitude of it. And uh, and finally, Jamie, how often, and man, you have talked about throughout this conversation how busy you are throughout the year and everything you got going on. How Are you ever able to make it to a sporting event here at ECU or get back in Greenville? You mentioned, of course, the Downeast Wood Ducks in Kinston and getting over here, but uh, when's the last time you, you were able to see an East Carolina sporting event? It's been way too long. I actually 
the last four or five years I've gone, when East Carolina comes to SMU in yeah. Dallas, I go to the basketball games. Uh, and I went to one football game, and actually my family was there. It was probably five or six years ago. So I catch them more in Dallas than I do in Greenville, but I'm hoping that changes. Uh, this is my 42nd year of professional sports, 42 years since I graduated from East Carolina. And you know, it's, it's, it's time to slow it down, and I'm not going to say this last year is going to be my victory lap after winning the World Series, but uh, we're, we're, get, we're getting closer and closer to slowing it down, and I still have family in, in, uh, in Raleigh, and we've taken our kids and our grandkids out to Emerald which we absolutely adore. So uh, I haven't been to a sporting event in Greenville in a while, but I think that's going to change pretty soon. Awesome. Jamie Reed joining us. Uh, Jamie, I told you we'd go about 10, 15 minutes. I kept you way longer than that, but I uh, was very interested in the conversation. So we appreciate your time. Uh, we'll, uh, let's hook up if you make it here to Greenville, and I uh, would love to, to get you back on uh, another time and talk more uh, with you. This was uh, fascinating, and congratulations on your career, your success, and uh, that, that World Series ring you'll be getting. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, people say, are you uh, enjoying the success of the World Series? And honestly, you know, Houston's our big rivalry, and to go and win the American Championship there is equivalent to the Pirates having to go through Chapel Hill to get to Omaha for the College World Baseball Series. And if you do that, you go through Chapel Hill, you know, you're going to kind of sit on that one and just enjoy that one for a while. And whatever happens in Omaha happens in Omaha. So. That's kind of where I am right now. You've got my number. You can call me anytime because the one way I can spread East Carolina and the Dallas-Fort Worth area is when we have people come over, I always throw a pork butt on the smoker and it's only vinegar barbecue sauce. <laughs> yes, sir. It's awesome. There you go. Jamie Reed joining us today. Jamie, thanks so much, man, and uh, we'll do it again down the road. Appreciate it. Call me, call me anytime. Thanks so much. All right. Jamie Reed, former Pirate World Series champion, now as the senior director of medical operations with the texas rangers and uh, man all, how about some of those names uh, from his east carolina days ernie as he called him ernie Bonner, uh ruffin mcneil the admiral david robinson talked about cal ripkin jr adrian beltre uh he has taped up some legends and uh man great great chat with jamie and uh, we'll definitely get him on. i want to hear more stories just about the players and the teams and all of his travels uh throughout the world of sports and you know i think us in the sports media whatever we are uh had similar thoughts where we loved sports and realized that uh playing maybe wasn't our thing and uh we still wanted to be involved in it and i certainly wanted to talk about it uh when i was young and he wanted to be in it from a uh a training and a medical standpoint and as Someone on uh, on Twitter called him a moment ago a legend. Let me uh, try to find that name. But uh, somebody who was in the medical field at East Carolina referred to Jamie Reed as a legend. As uh, Chandler, you posted the uh, quote tweets. I'm about to send one out here. I thought the quote of the uh, segment there of the interview was the one where he said, we went 11-0 on the road in the postseason, which has never happened before. We beat the Rays, the Orioles, the Astros, and then the Diamondbacks. 
take the first letter of those teams and that spells road i, I hadn't seen that anywhere that's really cool um so you put out a quote from jamie that said i had to do some digging on athletic training courses in east carolina have one of the best programs if not the best program on the east coast end quote and uh justin who i guess is another athletic trainer uh east carolina alum former minor league baseball athletic trainer says legacy lives on through legends like jamie so uh, that was a really cool conversation there and uh enjoyed having him on let's take a break we'll come back by the way i didn't know how easy it was to edit wikipedia i was able to do it myself so now if you go to alfred morris's wikipedia page it says that he played college football at fa poo apparently they've gone back and fixed it dang so somebody just responded that said keep a pirate radio intern on it because somebody's already gone back in and fixed it oh man well i took a screenshot right when i and i went there so you got like it's still up on my computer and i took a screenshot of it but i said okay play college football at fa poo but now if i hit refresh at florida atlantic man so they are quick i gotta give them that well, I would like to know just how quick somebody would go in and fix that, but can't fix Eastern Carolina University. Well, unfortunately, we're not allowed to fix their articles at FAUsports.com. Because I would. <coughs> I just think you should just keep going back and changing it. Can I get the rest of the day off just to do that? Sure. And I promise I will put my heart and soul into it. I will not rest. Until it says Alfred Morris played at F.A. Poo. Man, I love Alfred Morris. He's a score a touchdown. Fake uh, throwing a ball up. Hit it. Great year in 2012. Let's take a break. When we return, we'll have our fleet feet run down. That's on the way. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by beauty bar metaspa do you want to get rid of wrinkles tighten and lift your skin smooth your skin texture erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair are you interested in botox or filler visit beautybarmetaspa.com to set up a free consultation now back to the show Welcome back. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service. The purpose of the Atlantic Wireless Store experience is to inform, illuminate, and inspire. Find the location near you at at, at AtlanticWireless.com. Atlantic Wireless, we go beyond the call. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday, still to come. Marcus Crandall, Kevin Monroe will join us on the show. We got a giveaway. Right now, we get to our Fleet Feet Rundown. Pirate Nation, be sure you have the best and most comfortable shoes with a stop at Fleet Feet, locally owned and operated by ECU alum Chris Lunyon. Fleet Feet of Greenville provides solutions through one-on-one service to runners, walkers, and everyone in between. Fleet Feet has the tools and technology to get you in the right shoe, including a 3D foot scanner that measures your arch height, width, and more. You can go see them 207 East Arlington Boulevard in the old Gordon's Golf location. 
complete feet they run for you so it says runners walkers and everyone in between my normal state i'm a sitter chandler you still do you still walk um not as much as i used to but i do whenever i get a chance but not as much as i used to i need to go get me some new uh, walking shoes i wonder where i can go get them oh wait i do know fleet feet you know a couple of fridays ago we had a best of uh-huh you know what i did that day did you walk i walked i walked a mile so i could say hey walk a mile in my shoes uh-huh. um good for you and yeah i gotta uh i want to start doing that more it's fun it's really good for the soul really the good mind. really good put on a good podcast a really good podcast and just walk hard, were you hard were you hard dude <laughs> hard dude <laughs> very hard dude what do you do when you walk do you listen to anything listen no to i didn't music. get punched in the nose podcast <laughs> what podcast do you listen to um i like a good theo vaughn podcast okay yeah i like uh okay. this past weekend good he just this is just him talking he has a guest on he usually has guests on and it's so funny because he's not serious and he has like sometimes he has serious guests on and he's like hey, like mark Lindsay. seriously serious and uh i can see it on his this face. thing is getting serious man you've got a seriously good season working a seriously good day going today and a seriously good streak thank you mark uh shirley and i are so old how old are y'all we remember theo vaughn from when he was uh on mtv road rules and now look what he is today what wwe wrestler former champion was on the real world on mtv oh the miz no i was asking chandler the miz the miz wait what was the first one you said road rules or something yeah and then what real world yeah that's two different things or the same thing two different things you're not into mtv culture yeah the challenge Mm-mm. huh all right did you really expect me to be ah uh, nah you're right i really didn't i'm lame you're not lame i am lame I would just think as somebody who didn't watch as or know about as much shows as you did maybe you were a book reader maybe <laughs> like i'm just wondering how did you fill your time you, you didn't play video games a lot did you i'm madden okay nba 2k so you did play some video i games. did play call of duty you were I, just outside snapping just snap, long snapping that's all i did man i was grinding got a video today in my inbox of you snapping. yeah i know i saw that i don't know why my dad included you in that <laughs> hey look i'm proud of you too son <laughs> that guy that i was snapping to snapped at tennessee and played with cordell patterson that's a cool story i am that's a pretty good story cool neat story uh john moody says what do you turkeys got cooked up for thanksgiving uh, what do you turkeys got cooked up for thanksgiving here great time great. Thanksgiving. we're gonna have a great time mark Five fleet feet rundown number one on the rundown clamp down clamp down clamp down ecu women will have their home opener tonight six o'clock taking on usc upstate and chan will be heading out there to get some video pics and social media content for us when they raise the banner get some pics some content 
uh gonna get a video of them raising the banner aac champions and i guess they'll have an ncaa uh tournament appearance banner too mm-hmm ncaa tournament because we were there and we'll be back chris floyd said you know what show chan needs to stream that we grew up with i'll give you a hint shirley in a 90s kind of world i'm glad i got my girls we are living, living single, single. Ooh, in a 90s kind of world i'm glad i got my girls give it to him kid give it to him dude i thought like chandler would like that with my girls to my What's left and to my right true blue we stuck like glue living single was it was queen latifah <laughs> yes okay, queen, queen latifah queen latifah uh, i'm kim, definitely watching it then kim fields mm-hmm. um and oh, the rest and the rest of them jamie says didn't that come on before martin martin another great martin. martin lawrence i used to watch a lot of martin go upstairs <laughs> just reminded of a Chappelle skit go upstairs and wash your ass so we can watch martin lawrence <laughs> Shanae, oh now you're dead uh, chad said is chan gonna get pics of them raising the banner if he doesn't he's fired <laughs> If he doesn't, then we're going to have a problem. All right. Because he's leaving get, the show to go do right. that. It's going to be hard to get pictures and videos at the same time. A video will suffice. I, I, I'm definitely getting a video. Because you can screenshot the video and make pics. Yes. All right. Um, was Chon a Boy Meets World fan? Asked Chad. Nope. Mm. Not in his uh, age range. Not in my repertoire. <laughs> I never really, uh, shockingly, I never got into that. I love Boy Meets World. Josh said, what happened to Mark Lindsay? We'll have to uh, do a Where Are They Now with Mark Lindsay here on Pirate Radio Live a little bit. For sure. Clamp down. Good luck to the ECU women's basketball team tonight. Uh, also on our list today, you heard of RJ Felton? I have. You like RJ? yeah i do i kind of wish he had a brother that would come and play basketball here <laughs> do you wish that what are your favorite trait what are your favorite rj traits uh his aggressiveness yes his bunnies yes um i like his intensity his fearless disposition on the defensive end oh will, yeah will lock you down chandler guess what What's he, that? he's got a brother oh Guess what? Does he play basketball? His brother plays basketball. Does he want to come here to ECU? Guess what? He does. My wish came to Wait, 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 wait. But does ECU want him? Do they? Yes, they do. Uh, is he committed or uncommitted? He is committed. All right. Pirates we got something going here. have inked its uh, commitment to the 2024 class. LaDante Felton, the younger brother of rj felton he is officially signed with the parts six foot two guard from Aiken, south carolina he's a geared you know what that means he's the part he is a part uh that's cool man i love pipelines give me the give me all the norbies give me all the agnosis dwayne harris's brother give me all the joneses give me all the harris's Derek harris Give me all the Feltons. Give me the Wiggins. Give me the Wigginses. 
Reese Wiggins and Corden Wiggins. Give me some more examples, folks. Give me the um, Simmons brothers, Brandon. And give Jensen. me the Simmonses. Give me, give me the Crabtrees, Nick and Eddie. Give me the Strucks, the Joneses. Said it. Oh, sorry. Wait a minute. CJ Struck had a brother. I want to say his Faja was in. There. Oh, the Faja. I believe it was his Faja. Oh, his Faja played. Yeah. Give me the Winston. No, the um, who was the center? Peyton? Oh, Peyton. Is that yeah. his brother? That's a long snapper. Yeah, I don't know. Brock? We're getting into unknown territory here. You know, we're all about the facts. Corey Glore said Tomahawk Jam. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, who are some other pirate um, oh, bloodlines? Pirate bloodlines. Uh, Help me out, chat gang. We went through a good bit there. A little bit. Good bit. A little bit for sure in terms of. Steve, while I'm live on the air, thought I should know that he is a door dasher to the stars. He is delivering to Kenny G. We talked about him uh, a moment ago. Or a day ago, I should say. A couple days ago. Uh, Chon, were you a Hannah Montana guy? Nah, I bet you liked... Um, Dang, now I can't remember. I was the drinking show. Josh. That was Nickelodeon. Yeah. And then who were the two girls? Mm. There was a blonde girl and a dark hair girl. That's Hannah Montana. No, it's um iCarly. Oh, iCarly. We were iCarly. Like iCarly. There's yeah. another one called Jesse that I used to watch uh, all the time. Jesse. Good luck, Charlie. Thank you. Yeah, good I'm, luck, Charlie. My name's Cliff. Jansen said his uncle played here. Jansen Kidd. Also heard, and he played uh, at intramurals. How about your cousin, Jason Kidd? He went to Cal. He went to Cal. Thursday night football, Panthers, Bears. Woo-hoo! As Mark Packer used to say, get it all over you. <coughs> all right. I got a bet for you. All right. Eight. What's your bet? Revenge game. DJ Moore. First touchdown score. Give it to me right now. Okay. Drive on up to Virginia and put that one in. Virginia. Uh, coming up tonight in college football, Louisville has already had one stinker. Louisville is number 11 in the country. Shout out Coach Mack. Ton of respect to Mack, who said they were uh, they were going to be good this year. And he's right. They had a slip up earlier. They're trying to avoid these landmines the rest of the way and play Florida State in the ACC championship. They got Virginia at home tonight. And Southern Miss better play Louisiana tonight. That one in Louisiana. Uh, those two college football games going on. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, no. I just saw something pop up on my X feed. Ravens have added Keaton Mitchell to their injury report today with a hamstring injury. He's fine. You think so? I I hope Uh, so. I hope so. (laughs) Uh, That's what took him out for a few weeks after that big run. We'll keep an eyeball on that. Man, run so fast, his hamstrings just can't catch up. We'll take a break. Come back. Wrap up Hour 2. Got Marcus Crandall and Kevin Monroe coming up Hour 3. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have uh, teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service. Just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Uh, we had a major oversight on the ECU bloodlines, and Mark Mallison on Facebook is rightfully upset with us. Uh-oh. Who is? Mark Mallison. Oh, so we, we missed a lot? We missed a big one. All right, hold on. I'd say biggest was Jones, but you could argue this is the biggest. Oh, uh, Crumpler. Yep. Crumpler. Yep. Yeah. Big, big miss. Sorry, Mark. And sorry to everybody screaming at their radios, calling us more. Crumpler! Crumpler! We're idiots. I'll get it. Look, it, when the lights are on, the lights are bright, the blood in the brain. Y'all haven't said Crumpler! You're right. You're right. You deserve to call us whatever names you want to in the book. Chan's got to run, um, according to him, because ECU women's basketball plays at 6 o'clock. <laughs> Hold on just a second. Hold on just a second. Shirley, do you remember one time? Wasn't it Chon that had to PA a game at like 5 o'clock and he left at 2 in the afternoon? Yeah, no, pretty did. much. Yeah. No, over. I didn't. No, because he had to go. Wait, 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 wait. I started, I started the show. You moron. Okay, so I that's started. 3 o'clock. <laughs> then he had to go home, get some clothes, or take a shower <laughs> or something. I don't know. Y'all making this way too out of proportion. But you need Wait. to go, right? Here in a few minutes. You yes. said this is gonna be your last segment. They want if they want people in their seats by five forty. I need to be there by at least five twenty five, five thirty. Okay. And besides, it's only four. You're late if you're on time. Why but do you need time, to be there at five twenty five? What's that? You heard what I said. Don't give me a what's that. I'm not repeating that question. You, why do I have to be there at five twenty five? Why don't give, don't say what's that? <laughs> what's that pardon <laughs> come again come again excuse me uh what's that says uh, ex- what? excuse me oh what's that sir <laughs> you heard what i said pardon i actually didn't. Um, you just repeated what i said <laughs> what did you guess what i said yeah i guess because i heard 525 out of all the things i heard I, out of all the words in the dictionary somehow you guessed my exact I, I took 525 and i just i had I context had clues context clues i said right. well he must have asked why do i have to be there at 525 and that's because i want to be early get some videos maybe of them warming up okay pictures content <laughs> want to be physical or news all right I mean, Jesus, guys. Look, if I could you imagine if I was late? What if I felt bad and said, well, they're making fun of me because I'm leaving early. I guess I'll just stick around for another 10 minutes, and that'll cost me. How My would job. that cost you? <laughs> that cost me. I would be fired and unemployed, and, and I'll be sitting on the doorstep every night we on Pirate Radio wishing I had a job. We are five minutes away. Hey, man, look. Catch a bad light. Look, maybe six and a half it's minutes. It's five o'clock, man. You don't. It's five. It's literally five o'clock on the Somewhere. dot what right now. What way do you take to go there? Because it doesn't take me hardly any time. Really, the only one. Let's the hear only, your route. 
Yes, please tell right, me I'll give route. you my route. But okay. also, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. And wait, it's, it's 5 o'clock here right now. Um, look, all right, go down Evans Street. Mm-hmm. I take a left on 14th. Mm-hmm. And then but I'm going to go by my house first, and I'm not going to say where my house is. Why are you going by there? To put on some pirate radio stuff. I want to represent. All right. That's but why say he I was going to at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Because he's got to go through his entire closet of golf shirts to find the pirate radio shirt he needs to put on. You should have thought ahead and have that shirt in your car right now. Yeah, you know, and I don't think ahead. I think in the present. <laughs> in the present. And sometimes I don't think at all. Sometimes I just don't think at all. Past, present, or future, I'm not thinking at all. The best way so, to do it. Is, what is that? Go up to the what light. What is that? Go up to the light. Take a left. Go over yonder. Go over yonder, take a right on onto Charles. Charles Boulevard, and it'll take you right in. And traffic's not as much of a headache <laughs> on Charles Boulevard as it is but he's go get on Evans Street. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that if he got on to 14th Street from Evans, Charles crosses over 14th Street, so I would assume at some point you would... E- be fairly close or not passing his place we're overdue to take a break but i want to yes. keep going i know because i know chandler's getting take more a break, anxiety. Man. We're bad break management guys come on uh chris said ffs john Minji's ain't on greenville boulevard chad said he has to take a nap before the game it took me 30 minutes to get out of greenville today on greenville boulevard because there was a wreck and traffic got rerouted at lunchtime that was not pretty Chris said, y'all teach that boy some time management skills. You know he's running by a certain food place for something beforehand. Are you going to pick you up some pregame food? No. No, no. No time for that, man. Jamie said, you just want a free minivan. Or, hey, can you can you try to grab me one? If you let me get out of here. <laughs> if you let, yeah, can you yeah, give me, me one? No, I can't if I can't leave this place. All right. Yeah, me too. All right. Get out of here. Go do your job. All right. Y'all, well, y'all be good now. Well, take a break. Tell your mom and them I said hi. Right, tell your mom and them I said hi. All right. All right. Y'all be good now. You hear? Well, take a break. Come back. Marcus Crandall will All join right, us. I'll let y'all go. I'll see y'all. Maybe we'll do a live check-in with Sean. Can we have you on the phone the whole time from when you leave <laughs> the building? Videoing. I can't talk on the phone if I'm videoing. I'll see y'all later. All right. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles? Uh, Do you want to smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultation is available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And, hey, the Shimmer Holiday VIP Night is back. It's happening tonight. 
uh, is Shimmer's favorite time of the year. So stop into both locations from 6 until 9 o'clock tonight for store-wide sales, spin the prize wheel, and more. And it's happening tonight only from 6 until 9 p.m. So you got about an hour to head out there. Shimmer has two locations, one on Greenville uh, Boulevard behind Longhorn Restaurant and in Winterville next to New River Pottery. Once again, the holiday VIP night happening from 6 until 9 p.m. tonight. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live, hour number three. We'll make you a winner this hour. We'll talk to Kevin Monroe this hour. And right now, we'll head out to the Pirate Radio Live line and have our weekly chat with ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall, who joins us today on the program. Marcus, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. Blessed and highly favored, but, uh, but definitely could be better from an ECU Pirate stand. Marcus, another game, and look, the defense, uh, we had some questions about the defense after the UTSA game. They responded in a big way against Tulane, but more offensive issues for the Pirates. And uh, you look at the passing numbers uh, on the day, Marcus, uh, Alex Flynn, just 10 of 18, 120 yards. Pirates uh, were able to rush the ball for 70 yards. They are below 200 yards of offense. And just the, the time of possession was out of whack, 38 to 22. And 41 plays ran, Marcus. That, that number was uh, was crazy to look at. Uh, Tulane ran 69 plays, just 41 for East Carolina. So their offense was able to keep us off the field. Our offense after the first quarter was unable to sustain drives. And yet you look at it, and we got a chance uh, in the fourth quarter. But the Pirates do fall 13 to 10 uh, to the Green Wave. Man, yeah, definitely um, another outstanding job by the defense of coming back after last week's um, debacle against uh, USA, um coming back and holding holding their holding the fort, so to speak, and uh, giving our offense a chance. And um, man, just to kind of g- go deeper into what you were just talking about in regards to the numbers clip, I mean, Tulane they doubled us up on first downs, they doubled us up on rushing yardage. And, uh, you know, like you said, they held us uh, uh, or 20 yards past it. But, um, but they almost doubled us up on total offenses, off the production as a whole. And so it was um, definitely a tough uh, pill to swallow right now in regards to where we are offensively um, and how our defense is doing overall, you know, from week in and week out. You know, they had their. You know, they, they've had their uh, issues in certain games. But uh, overall, our, our defense has really played well enough to, um, to have us in a position to where we're competing with conference championship, really, man. And uh, we don't see that right now in regards to wins. Marcus Crandall joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line, East Carolina SMU, uh, or excuse me, East Carolina FAU. Coming up on Saturday noon will be the kickoff for our Bud Light pregame tailgate. Kickoff of the game is at four on ESPN Plus, and then we'll be with you after the game at U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Collins Show. Ta- popular topic now, Marcus, is Raheem Jeter. He has played in one game, the freshman quarterback can play in four and keep his red shirt. So three games left to go. The math says he can play in every game from here on out. Um, I I do not believe at all that he will be the savior for this offense this year. I, I don't. In fact, I think if you put him in, the, the numbers may get even worse. But that's besides the point right now. We went last year at the end of the year without seeing Mason Garcia or Alex Flynn for that matter. And 
I don't know if that stunted their growth, but it certainly didn't help not getting those game reps. Uh, I've asked Mike Houston a couple times. I've, we, Donnie Kirkpatrick's been asked a couple times about getting the young player in. It, that we're getting a lot of non-answers, and it sounds like, yeah, if it's uh, the game is out of hand, uh, then, then maybe we'll see them. But if the game's in doubt, it doesn't sound like we will. And let's be honest, Marcus, there hasn't been many games at all for East Carolina that have been out of hand this year. They've been in just about every game in the second half. So I don't know if we'll see them. What's your take on it, Marcus? Would you like to see the freshman quarterback get some snaps here at the end of the year? You know what? I'll, I'll um, in regards to last year, Cliff. I can kind of see that not happening um, with Mason and, and Flynn last year because of you know where we were offensively and defensively, and um, you know, and competing in in, in in regards to the season and uh, getting us to a bowl game with um, with Aylers. And so, uh, but it, it's a different scenario this year. And it, it's different. Um, I think it's. Uh, I, I really do think that we have to. Uh, look at the situation. Um, look at the the two gentlemen that has had their opportunities, and we have really have nothing to lose by giving him or getting him that experience. And so, when you have that opportunity um, to do so, especially with the record where we are right now, one and eight, man, is not good. It's not good. And so, you got to give the fans some hope uh, in regards to leading up into next year and finishing off this season strong, and uh, give the give him some confidence and experience because you don't want to have to go through this same thing over again next year to where, you know, you're trying to figure out who's going to be number one and the same two guys are trying to battle. Uh, but I, I, I think it should be a point to where you give all three guys a chance to come in next year um, competing for the starting job. Yeah, and, and look, in today's world, I don't even know if we'll, yeah. we'll get to that point. <laughs> with, right. Yeah, with Portal, with guys leaving, with guys coming in. Hey, who knows, Marcus? It is a completely different day and time. And yeah, like at this point in your ECU career, you're you're thinking about next year. You're, you're probably not thinking about leaving at all, right? I mean, did you ever have thoughts of, of leaving East Carolina for somewhere else? No, I didn't. I really didn't. Even after, um, you know, when I when I had the ankle injury and all of that, um, you know, it just, you know, there there was probably a time or two where, you know, of course it was, um, you know, it was said that I, I probably wouldn't play football again. So I did think about that a little bit, but, um, but as far as leaving, I, I, I just wanted to stick it out and uh, compete for, for a job. Man. And uh, that was my mentality. Um, that's been my mentality as a kid growing up and, uh, and just competing in sports. And I think, you know, um, and, and you can't fault the kids because it, the the option, the avenue is there, right? And so they they take advantage of it, and you can't fault them for that. Um, but uh, we, although we had the opportunity, um, and, and of course different circumstances, we would have to sit out a year depending on where we went. Um, but it, that thought never crossed my mind as far as leaving East Carolina and going somewhere else to play. Marcus Crandall joining us. Pirates, uh, three games left on the slate, sitting at one and eight. How many wins do, do the Pirates end this year with, Marcus? What's your prediction? Oh, man. I, I hate to even say, man, because I, I was. Is I, it more than one? In these next three, um, I think we're going to squeak out one. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to squeak out one. We have to. We have to finish off with one of these three men and um and and i'm, I'm kind of with you there I'm, I'm i'm reluctant to predict a win marcus but i am ready to predict that they'll be in every single freaking game in the fourth quarter right like I, i'm expecting close games the rest of the way 
I, re- I really do expect that. I do. I foresee our defense giving us an opportunity, as we've talked about for the last month or so, uh, giving us a chance late in the games. Uh, we, we always hope the score would be, you know, uh, a little bit more on the, you know, favoring us in regards to that, and then the defense holding on. But it is what it is. And so it's, it's been low-scoring games, um, you know, and uh, we, we hope that um, somehow ECU – we put some points on the board, and we're on the other side of that, and, and the defense holds up and, and uh, give us a win. Um, but, yeah, we're definitely on the same page as far as uh, I think we're, we're going to have some close games down the stretch. Marcus Crandall joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line, Pirates and Owls going at it coming up Saturday at 4 o'clock. We'll be with you at noon on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and after the game, the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. We'll be checking out some pirate hoops during the game, Marcus. Uh, ECU basketball plays at 2 o'clock on Saturday against Campbell. Pirates are 1-0 and uh, on the season. So once you get back around these parts, Marcus, I uh, hope we can get you out to some basketball games. Man, it, it's, uh, it's a great schedule for the Pirates in basketball. Uh, you got um, – I'm, I'm not sure how many in, but I think it's about five or six games at home this year to open up the season. And so, man, that, that's a great way to open up for Pirate fans. And, um, you know, this uh, I think uh, Schwartz has, has got those guys going in the right direction. And, um, you know, just exciting times for ECU basketball, even the women's as well. And so, yeah. you know, just exciting time for, for ECU basketball. <laughs> Get out of the cold, so to speak, and uh, and take in some indoor sports. be great for the fans for sure. Women getting underway at 6 o'clock. If you're listening to us and heading there, hurry up so you can get there in time. First of all, first 500 fans get a replica championship banner. Uh, but make sure you're in your seats early uh, by about 540. And and you can see uh, the unveiling of the banner, the AAC champions, the NCAA tournament appearance. So uh, big thanks for Kim McNeil as they have their home opener coming up tonight at 6. All right, Marcus, uh, we'll wrap it up with – Looking at some of the best NFL games coming up on Sunday. Not a great slate as far as matchups go, uh, but I do have a few here I'll ask you about, starting with Niners at Jaguars. How about the Niners? You know, they have lost three in a row, but they're coming off a bye. They add Chase Young, and then you got the Jags, who have not lost since, what, uh, week three when they lost to Houston. They have won five in a row so jags winners of five straight niners losers of three straight in jacksonville who are you liking that one on sunday marcus man I, I really do think um even with the bye week i think uh, san fran is in a position to where they're they're trying to figure some things out um people are starting to question whether brock purdy is the guy that they thought they was that he thought uh, that they thought he was in regards to you know being a playmaker and all of that but he's had some some pieces missing and and so it makes a big uh, big deal out of um, you know at, at that position and so uh, and then on the other side you know you got um, you know those guys on the offensive side they they've been doing very well you know in um, managing football game over the past couple of weeks and uh, but finding a way to win and um, coming out in the win column it's, it's, I think um, the Jags is going to win this one in a, in a close game okay they're going to pull it off. Yeah. Uh, Shirley, I know we've been keeping it up to date on the social media. Do you know Zay Jones' status for Sunday? 
I'll look I it up. I don't know his exact status. I do know that he practiced uh, on a limited capacity yesterday. Let me check on that right now. Uh, okay, three hours ago, limited. no, no absences to practice. Zay Jones was on the field as yep. he works himself back into the mix. So yep, there you so, go. yep, he was limited, but he was on the practice field today. All right, another weapon for Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. Trevor's going to have um, a nice, uh, familiar face. We'll yeah. Get him back on there as well, right? It'll be good for him for sure. Another game, I'll add this to the good games because there aren't many, uh, Marcus. Browns at Ravens and Baltimore is where pretty good teams go to die. Uh, they they hammered the Texans earlier this year, and the Texans have shown to be a pretty good team. We saw what they did to the Lions a couple weeks ago, 38-6. to Last week, it was the Seahawks who went in there, I think, 5-2 and two, and leave with a 37-3 to defeat. So teams have entered that stadium in Baltimore and have been embarrassed, and the Browns try not to let that happen to them. They have been, of course, stingy on defense this year and have done enough to win games and, and put them in a good spot. They're five and three. What do you think about Browns at Ravens on Sunday? You know what, Browns, they, um, I, I, I like them. I like them, um, you know, coming off of, uh, you know, the, the Deshaun Watson being out for a few weeks and then now coming back and uh, having a solid game. I think uh, it, I think it gave him some time to kind of regather himself and regroup in regards to uh, his focus and uh, where he wants to be. Um his level of play for the year. I think he. I think he may have regained it last week. Um, these guys, man, they're, they're interesting because of you know they got the shutout last week. It was the Cardinals last week, right? For uh, oh yeah, for the Browns, yeah. For the Browns, yeah. It was the Cardinals. They they got the shutout defensively, so they're going to be amped up. You know, coming in here playing the Ravens against a high-powered offense led by Lamar Jackson whom I think is questionable, you know, should be up there um, in the mentionings of uh, MVP for the year, um, the way he's been playing and leading his team this year uh, because he's been healthy. And um, and so it's going to be a tall task for those guys, for the Browns. Uh, I do think uh, the Ravens are going to put it out, though, for sure. Uh, but I think they're going to give them a closer game than we expect, I believe. Last one for you, Marcus. Lions at Chargers. I like this one because just about every Chargers game is wild and crazy, and uh, the Lions can play in some fun ones. So I think this will be a fun one in the 4 o'clock slate on Sunday. Uh, who you got in that one, Detroit and Los Angeles? Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to go with Detroit on this one, man. I think, um, man, if, if Goff – and those guys offensively can get back to uh, the play-action game as opposed to, you know, just drop back and having him throw the football down the field. Um, if they can utilize their, their run game and capitalize uh, on the play-action off of that, I think they'll work out better and be more explosive. Um, and then, of course, the defense has been playing stellar. And then you got Jekyll and Hyde with the Chargers. Yeah. They, they've been, you know, it's been um, – you know, an interesting year for them. Um, you know, of course, um, they lost one of the star receivers early in the year, so I think that's made a big difference. But uh, the offensive line hasn't been that that great, I don't think, overall this year. Uh, they need to pick it up and protect the quarterback better. Um, their defense played stellar last week, uh, which was great to see for them um, coming up big for in that game. And so uh, I think it's going to be a great one. I think it's going to be a great one. Um, you know, and uh, but I do think the Lions are going to take it though for sure. 
Marcus, uh, enjoyed it, man. We uh, like our Thursday chats with you, talking a little football. Hopefully the Pirates can pull one out on Saturday, and uh, we'll have a win to talk about when we revisit with you. Man, that'll be awesome. <laughs> I sure hope so, man. And then go Pirates, go Lady Pirates, women's, women's Pirates as well. Yes, sir. Uh, about to tip it off in 35 or so minutes. Enjoyed it, Marcus. Thank you, man. We'll talk to you soon. I'm here, man. You guys take care. Thank you. There is the Hall of Famer, Marcus Crandall, joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Shirley, let's, uh, before we get to KMO, let's go and do our giveaway right now and make somebody a winner. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Wow, Pirate Radio, get a piece of awesome. What are we giving away today? How about a gift card to A.J. McMurphy? Man, had a fun night last night. Good crowd out at Sports Trivia. We do it every Wednesday night. Tonight, they'll be watching some Thursday night football and having a good old time out at A.J.'s. What call are you looking for? Let's go with nine. All right, caller nine, 317-1250. Back with Kevin Monroe after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need uh, custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business organization or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. And the Buccaneer Music Hall has all the fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Every Sunday, kick off the day at the Buck with the largest 4K screen in Greenville, along with 18 TV, so you don't miss a game. They'll have mimosa specials, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. And don't forget the weekly jersey giveaway starting at 5 o'clock. Score every Sunday at the Buck. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Doing uh, triple quad duty over there with no chan who had to get over to Minji's coliseum could have left right now and got there in time but it's neither here nor there we're right down the road from it hey i expect some great content from chandler coming out of this women's game tonight the best nothing but the best from our guy chan all right do we have kevin monroe ready to go we do all right let's head out to the pirate radio live line and talk to the former pirate and color analyst of the ECU Pirates. He is KMO Kevin Monroe joining us on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Kevin, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, Clip. I hope you are. Yes, sir. Doing well and uh, getting ready for another Pirate Game Day Saturday. We'll be with you at noon on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, taking you up to kickoff. We'll have a little basketball in there as well as East Carolina tips off at 2 o'clock against Campbell. Uh, but we'll talk Pirate football and after the game, the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Myself, Jason Nichols, taking your calls after the game and kevin unfortunately it it is groundhog day for this east carolina team we were wondering how the defense would bounce back after a shaky performance against utsa and man they pass all tests on saturday against tulane but again the offense struggled just the the number 
of total plays, Kevin, 41. I think less than, you know, 200 yards of offense. Just a, a, a struggle once again for this offense on the field against Tulane. Yeah, I, you know, first I'll speak of the defense. I, I think the defense, as you said, they, they came to play. And that UTSA game was, you know, too many misassignments, misalignments, you know, guys not being where they're supposed to be, big plays happening. I think they had – you know, three or four plays that totaled 300 yards in that game uh, against our defense. And so uh, glad to see them bounce back and not give up big plays and not, you know, not get down score-wise where the the offense could help them out a little bit. But, uh, yeah, again, the offense just doesn't keep pace. You know, they start out the game scoring the first 10 points. Actually probably should have had 14. Uh, Flynn misses Jalen Johnson in the back of the end zone for a touchdown on that first drive. They get the touchdown on the second drive. Go up ten nothing, and then literally the lights go out. You know, after the after the first quarter, and nothing else gets going. Uh, and I actually, you know, from my vantage point, I thought Rajay Harris looked good. He looked fresh. He's making some moves I hadn't seen in a while. Um, he, he was he was doing some good things in the running game. But the fact that we couldn't pass the football just shut the door on that because they were able to line up, you know, six, seven, eight in the box and and stop the run game. And it's, it's going to be that way no matter who we play. The remainder of the year, if we cannot throw the football successfully and consistently, they're going to load up the box. We won't have a running game. So, uh, just disappointing to to not see them, you know, play play better offensively. Because, you know, if the offense plays on par with the defense, you know, we we've got a winning record for sure this year. Uh, but the offense just hasn't shown up in, in most ball games. Yeah, Kevin, and I've heard and and heck, even maybe said it myself, uh, maybe in not these terms, but. Um, talked to somebody Sunday watching some NFL and they said, man, I just, I hate that we're wasting this good year of defense. Uh, and the record is what it is, because as you said, we're, we're probably going bowling, uh, if we have any kind of, of competent offense out there. And, and now it's starting to look to next year and you just hope Kevin, they can keep the pieces. And by that, I mean, Blake Carroll, uh, keep him here. Keep, uh, right. Uh, Revel, keep this uh, this D line intact. Keep these young playmakers on the Pirate defense for another year, and then add to the offense and and maybe retool that entire thing on that side of the ball. But you just wonder uh, if if you can get this carryover from this defense because it has been it's been pretty solid under Blake Harrell. But again, this is about the best we've seen. Some compared it to uh, even the Skip era uh, and the defenses we had back then. I can remember going back a few years when Blake Harrell was introduced during a basketball game when he first was hired and, you know, hearing him talk and, and, and hearing how excited people were about him, hearing how excited Coach Houston was about him. Um, I, you just you didn't know what to expect, but our defense up to that point wasn't very good, if you remember. Yeah. He came in. It seemed like overnight he turned that defense around and, you know, they're tackling 11 minutes of the ball. You know, they're covering the deep pass. Like, it's a different mentality. And you, you make a great point, like, you know, he, people are going to be after him. Like you see a one and eighteen that's holding, you know, offenses to a certain amount of yard, hold, holding teams to a certain amount of points. That's impressive. That's impressive for as much as they're out there. So people are going to be after him. And if you can't retain him and you don't turn this offense around, dumpster fire. So you, you've got to keep him here and you've got to get this offense going because that defense is what makes pirate football at least fun to watch right now. Because uh, otherwise, there's, there's there's not a whole lot going on. Uh, Chandler, we might need to bring back the Blake Harrell smear campaign. A couple years ago, we started uh, saying some stuff on the radio. You know, Blake Harrell's favorite band is Nickelback. Uh, Blake Harrell kicks puppies. 
what else do we say? Uh, we we uh, and Blake Harrell actually uh, learned about that and had a good sense of humor about it. Luckily, but uh, yeah, we we want to keep him around as long as possible. One question on the defense, Kevin. We got some calls on the fifth quarter Saturday. Blake Harrell's been known as a, a very aggressive defensive coordinator. Have you noticed them sitting back more this year um, from your vantage point and, and not blitzing as much this season? That's a, that's a good question. And, and yeah, to an extent, I, I, you know, holding back or sitting back as opposed to not blitzing as often, I guess those are two different things. I, I feel like maybe he feels like because he's got Deontay Johnson, because he's got Chad Stevens, because he's got Jeremy Lewis, and some pretty good linebackers that he feels like if he just rushes those three or four, we can get enough pressure, we can get enough you know people in the running lane to where we can keep the linebackers back and play, and play them in the passing zones. And so I say that to say he feels good enough about his D-line that he doesn't have to blitz as much, but I don't think that means he's less aggressive. It's just that he, he's just playing it differently. You, you, you can take away two, thing, two things from an from a offensive coordinator. You can take away the run game and the pass at the same time if you are allowed to keep your, your linebackers back in the passing zone. So I think it's a little bit more of that. It's more strategy-based yeah. because he feels good what he's got up front. But, yeah, you're exactly right in that they are not blitzing as much. Weaver then we, we talked about that, and Weaver brought this up and said, if you had an offense that could go down the field and score, would you be more likely to take chances defensively and send more of a blitz and do more things like that? Uh, and and his point was we're, we're so conservative on, on offense that maybe it's making our defense more conservative and not taking as many chances. What do you think about that? Well, I don't know if I'd say the defense is conservative, but certainly you're conserving energy, right? Like if you can't blitz guys twice every you know every four days yeah. and then expect them to be back on the field three plays later after the offense goes three and out. So yeah, you you know you're, you're killing your guys by blitzing a bunch. If you if we could get off the field and then sit over there and rest for ten, twelve play drives, then yeah, I think they'd be blitzing more. But I, yeah, I think they're trying not to not to make a big miss in terms of blitzing and, and letting the quarterback skirt out the back end or blitzing and giving up a deep pass. They're trying to avoid that and hope they can get pressure just off the, off the front four. Kevin Monroe joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Uh, I sent out kudos to Phil Steele and the prognosticators earlier this week because, Kevin, before the season started, they had a four-team race uh, for the, the, the American Championship, and those four teams were Tulane, SMU, UTSA, and Memphis, and that's how it looks right now in the standings. And then there was kind of a two-team group with FAU and East Carolina. Well, FAU's three and two in the league. East Carolina, the only team out of those six not doing their part. Um, you look at FAU, four and five overall in year one of Tom Herman, three and two in conference play. And again, with these Pirates, I don't feel confident we're going to win, but I do feel confident no matter who they play against, it's going to be a pretty good game and a close game in the uh, third or fourth quarter. And I'm expecting that again, Kevin, on the road against FAU this week. Yeah, no, that's a good point because, you know, with when the, when the teams have been better, um, you know, maybe not so much with Michigan, but at least Michigan wasn't a complete dismantling. I mean, they, you know, they played pretty well against Michigan's run game. You know, they hung around for a while until Michigan pulled away. But in, in, in every game where there's a good opponent, you know, App State, Marshall, UTSA, you, know, you name it, Tulane, the Pirates have lined up and they've competed at least for three quarters. You know, and that fourth quarter seems to get away from us, even, both offensively and defensively. So they have been competitive. And that, how many times have we seen – Mike Houston go to that, you know, podium at the end of the game yeah. and we were one, two, three plays away. Because, you know, technically, maybe we have been. Um, but we just haven't moved the football. So, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think we'll go in on Saturday. We'll, we'll play well. We'll have an opportunity. You know, for once, we're not facing a super mobile quarterback. I think 
their guy has negative net rushing yards all, all year. Some of that's from, from sacks, but he doesn't want to run the football. He's got 11 touchdown passes to eight interceptions, so he's going to make some mistakes. So offensively, they are not as dynamic, not as good as some teams we've seen. And so hopefully our defense can make some plays, uh, get the offense the ball back in some, in some prime field positions where they can, they can make something happen and maybe even bring you know, Conrad into it because at least if you can get field goals, you're getting something. Pirates Owls, this Saturday, 4 o'clock, will be with you noon on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and after the game, U.S. Sailor, fifth quarter call-in show. Kevin, uh, we'll wrap it up with a little Cowboys talk. How about um, sage-wise Cowboy fan Brian Bailey came in Monday and he wasn't hooting, hollering, or upset, or cussing or anything. He said, we'll, we'll get him in January. Bailey Bailey's really focused on January. He thinks the Cowboys will get there, and he thinks that's the time to win. Um, how about you? What was your take on Cowboys-Eagles? Great game uh, on Sunday in Philly. It, it was a great game, and I, 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 I was, and I think I mentioned this last week, I never was confident that we'd go in there and win. What I wanted to see was them to go in there play it close, have a chance to win late, because it's just a tough place to play. You know, one of the best teams in the NFL. I knew it would be hard. We split with them last year, home and away. Uh, so I felt like that was probably going to happen. So I was I was pleasantly surprised at how well Dak played. I was pleasantly surprised at how we were able to move the football up and down the field on them. Um, so those things were good. I'd, I'd like to see them play a little bit better defensively. But, yeah, I, I was okay with the loss in that. We had a shot to win it, and it was on the road. I, you know, if, now, if they beat us in Dallas, that's a different story. But the way that game ended, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Kevin Monroe joining us. Kevin, uh, what do you think of Keaton getting loose, having a big game on Sunday? That was pretty cool to see. I love that. I, I hate that C.J. Stroud had such a good game because Keaton should have been Rookie of the Week. I mean, he just yeah. he lit it up, and I, and I love having him get in the spotlight, getting the game ball. I saw y'all's coverage of that on Instagram, so that's really cool. And having Coach Harbaugh talk about him and – you, you know just that one game is going to keep him in the mix the rest of the year, which is awesome. And, man, seeing this has been a pretty brutal stretch for quarterbacks, injuries, uh, guys coming in we've never heard of, rookies playing, all that. And I've never been one of these guys that, you know, Holden Aylers is going to end up in Canton. Uh, I'm, I'm, I was glad to see him get a shot with Seattle. Now I am turning into one of these. Where's Holden Aylers with, with all these quarterbacks? He's better than some of these guys. It is, I mean, you look at it. You're a football guy, Kevin. I'd love to quiz you on who the hell are these quarterbacks playing this Sunday in the NFL. How about that? Like they're coming out of out of nowhere. I mean, you know, he starts with the with the guy in Chicago, yeah, with the Beijing or whatever you call him. But you know, he seems to be a decent player. But these these quarterbacks pop up out of anywhere. You know, second and third string that you've never heard of getting opportunities. So shoot, I mean, everything that everything that Holton's done since leaving here, whether it was All Star games, whether it was preseason, he's performed. He's done well, and so he deserves an opportunity. I mean, look what Gardner Minshew's done in the league. Yeah. He's been up there. I mean, you, certain guys. They figure it out at different levels, and, and, and Holton has seemed to he seemed to figure it out. You know, not, you know, he did he did his thing here, but even since then, he's been he's been shining every time he's been given the opportunity. Yeah, I would love to see him get a shot. Kevin Monroe joining us. Kevin, a uh, few more games to go. Hopefully, we can get a win or two down the stretch here. Uh, I know it's been tough for you uh, calling the games, and as a former Pirate, you want it more than anybody. And hopefully, we can uh, pull the guys together for a win here. Listen, getting some wins, you know, if they get these last three or two out of the last three, that gives you momentum going to the offseason. It allows you to tell the recruits, hey, we improved at the end. We're going to build off that momentum next season. You know, keep coming here. That helps people that are in the transfer portal that are thinking about leaving. Maybe maybe says, hey, stay here. And it helps people that we're thinking about getting to, yeah. hey, 
this thing is turning around at the end. So, yeah, getting some wins late, even though it won't mean a whole lot, you know, wins, losses-wise or, or postseason-wise, it'll mean a lot in terms of retention and recruiting. Kevin, thanks as always, man. We'll uh, keep in touch. Talk to you again soon. All right, Cliff. Appreciate it, man. There is Kevin Monroe joining us on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll take another time out, come back. Uh, Charlie will run over what national day it is today. Works for me. And have more for you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. With the stylings of Velvet Revolver, a super group. We had Scott Weiland from Stone Temple Pilots mm-hmm. slash from guns and roses in fact was it every other member of guns and roses or i don't know I who would, else was yeah because the drummer the drummer was uh uh from guns and roses and then i don't know who the guitarist was i didn't recognize him unless he was like one of those fill-ins for duff from years back but i didn't recognize him what i like about it is and i was never a huge stp fan but i love this song i like the way scott wyland sings it but that slash guitar that well, comes in in just a moment is legendary. And we'll be back. Right now. <laughs> well, we'll be back after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, or drinks with friends. Fifth Street Hardware serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday, plus brunch starting at 10.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. Follow Fifth Street on Instagram for the latest events and specials. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room uh, right beside the State Theater in downtown Greenville. And once again, a reminder, Shimmer, the Shimmer Holiday VIP Night is tonight. It is Shimmer's favorite time of the year, so stop into both locations. It starts at 6 o'clock, runs till 9 o'clock, so you got about 10 minutes before it starts. For store-wide sale, excuse me, store-wide sales, spin the prize wheel, and a whole lot more is happening from six until nine o'clock tonight on Shimmer on two locations on Greenville Boulevard behind Longhorn Restaurant and in Winterville next to New River Pottery. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Alrighty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. We still got one more break to take, so we'll do a little seg here. Oh, cool. Our old friend uh, Ronnie Woodward just sent a picture of his replica banner, Shirley. Oh, that looks pretty sweet. God, I hope Chandler can grab me one. And of course you too, but more so me, because I'm selfish. (laughs) I'm a selfish person. I am very proud today. I hope he remembers to do that, because if he doesn't, well, that's not going to bode well for him, I don't think. I'm proud of um, my daughter, she did some volunteer work she's in a um some sort of class program but she did some volunteer work at a medical establishment here in greenville today okay and um i asked her how it went she said it went good they had me sorting papers the whole time 
which uh, I could use their help here. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, <laughs> you, you could use a little help there, bud. But, um, you know, she's just hasn't, she's not away doing stuff on her own away from Judy and I, you know? Right. So it's like independence and i'm very proud of her i'm also scared that she'll find out that she doesn't always have to be around her parents and can go do other fun things and what need you to drive me dad and what that's gonna lead to so uh a little nervous but uh yeah very proud of lily grace um national day today it is world adoption day okay encourages adoptees to share their stories it's also a day for adoptive parents to connect with others and reflect upon their adoption journey you can talk to jason about that there you go surely you experienced that very recently it is world freedom day uh commemorates the fall of the berlin wall this historic event signified the end of communism in central and eastern europe speaking of that do you remember a musician he was an actor but he was also a musician very very popular in germany who sang on top of the berlin wall before it fell i think you gave me enough hints but i don't think musician is what we know this person as that is correct you're talking about david hasselhoff you are correct (laughs) because germans love david hasselhoff one of the more random things in our life in our lifetime and the name of the song i believe was called freedom there you go it is national louisiana day national Uh, louisiana day recognizes the state that brought us such treasures as jazz creole and american mardi gras what's your favorite thing about louisiana beignets (laughs) oh cafe (laughs) dumont I love a beignet from the Cafe uh, Dumont. It is Microtia. Who? Microtia. M-I-C-R-O-T-I-A. Microtia? Maybe. <clears throat> it is a um, disability from the Latin terms, little ears. Every one in every 9,000 child is born with this. Interesting. The ears do not fully develop oh so uh okay i need to know more about this day okay and oh no what is this this is like a west hines thing national scrapple day scrapple for those not familiar with scrapple it is traditionally a mush of pork scraps and trimmings combined with cornmeal wheat flour and spices that does not sound appetizing at all but wait shirley the mush which you keep saying mush but wait there's more the mush is then formed into a semi-solid loaf sliced and pan fried ew <laughs> yeah that sounds right up west hines's alley looks very like spamish kind of or i don't know yeah. it doesn't look very uh, appealing no. all right no i don't want to celebrate that day scrabble day interesting no 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 that's scrapple scrapple yeah yeah scrabble. <laughs> not scrabble scrabble uh, i'll play i'm down with scrabble not so much scrapple uh, let's take our final break. We'll come back. You're ready to wrap things up here on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
are listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. It was a rough day. The Dow dropped 220 points and closed at 33,891. The Nasdaq was down 128 at 13,521. S&P dropped 35 points, ended the day at 4,347. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to clip. I have no idea why you're laughing. Oh, no, Shirley. He forgot, didn't he? No, no. He messed up. He messed no, up. No, no, no. This is nothing about Chon, but something is messed up. Apparently, like a string snapped or something, <gasps> and the banner will not roll down. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, poor ECU. So the banner is just rolled up there at the top. I guess it won't unfurl or whatever. Oh, you oh, well. gotta be joking. Get somebody up there and get that thing. Uh, unraveled there holy moly all right we'll see you on friday fun show today back with you friday for a football free beer friday edition of pirate radio live for shirley Rhodes and the crew i'm clip rock jeff charles take us home have a great night eastern carolina thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation